Welcome back, No Clue Podcast, episode 63, we have returned. We have indeed. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. We have uh, so much stuff to get into. Yeah, You would do. think we were gone for a month. <laughs> Just gone at the right time. Yeah. Alright, man. <laughs> I mean, the right intro, in you gotta start it off, I like it. <laughs> The Brooklyn Nets, man. Wow. Okay. Kevin Durant and Kyrie both have uh, agreed to sign with the Nets, um, along with DeAndre Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else is there to say? Um, Are you surprised? I am. Okay. Why? Because they just, I, I know there's been, like, rumors of them teaming up. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like a good basketball fit to me. They also threw Garrett Temple in there. <laughs> He's a good complimentary role player. He's cheap. You know, yeah. he'll hit some shots. But I, I agree, man. I've said it on here before. I just think Durant is a taller Kyrie, basically. Um I am still curious. Still gonna watch every game probably, <laughs> but I mean not this year because this is still a two-year plan. You got to think because Durant yeah. will be there all this year. Um, what do you think it does for him right away though, with Kyrie and DeAndre and Garrett Temple? Um, <laughs> well, it makes them competitive at the very least. Obviously, ticket sales are gonna be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes them an interesting team. Uh-huh. Like, you know, obviously I don't think they're going to win a championship next year. But like you said, you have to watch them. Yeah. Uh, like, even with just Kyrie and, you know, all those other role players they're going to put out there. They were a playoff team last year. Yeah. And now, and this first year is kind of like a trial run for Kyrie where he kind of gets to lead guys that, you know, that don't ask for the ball, that don't really need touches, and he right. could just kind of run the show. Right. And and if there was one, like, we criticize them for Boston endlessly, and the majority of it is his fault. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not saying 100% of it was his fault. Right. And to me, it, it makes it easier for him now He's home where he, New Jersey, he's comfortable. He clearly, he made the choice to go there. Right. Which he didn't do with Boston. Right. And I think he'll just be more comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And to me, with how emotional he and KD are, uh, comfort is key for them. Yeah. Right. You know, one thing about Durant, I think, has hindered his career and kind of made him uh, less mature as a player is that he has always had the choice in a way. You know, the Thunder was like his only non-choice. Yeah. But it's like every every time he wants to go somewhere, he just goes. You know, he doesn't like people, so he just leaves. And, and I mean, that's doing it to a lot of players. Now, um, not dealing 
they don't have to deal with adversity anymore because it's so easy to just demand a trade now and you just like Anthony Davis you just don't play like plain and simple um and and Kawhi at one point but I think both of them show problems with maturity so I don't know how both of them will both be immature at the same time yeah so I think that's gonna be awkward and and Kyrie, I a lot of people say Kyrie didn't choose Boston, but I have trouble believing that Kyrie didn't put Boston on his list, especially since his dad, you know, tried out for them, you know, got a small spot for them at one point. And all the other trades that they the Cleveland Cavaliers had for him at that time. Yeah. I feel like that Boston was on his destination list at least. Um because I don't think they would have just traded him to Boston for a hurt Isaiah Thomas for no reason. If he didn't, you know, I feel like Boston is a random place to right. choose. And who thought they were going to get Isaiah Thomas? Who in the Cavaliers office said, you know what, I think we could probably get Isaiah Thomas, the, you know, third place MVP last year for Kyrie. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think Kyrie played a hand in coming to Boston. And then obviously the situation changed, you know. Um, Kyrie was in Boston two and a half years? Uh, No, two full seasons. Two full seasons. Oh, the Boston... So the Boston trade was the beginning of that first season, right? Yeah, yeah. Got it, okay. Because he, he only played for maybe like the first half of his first year, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, and then he played the whole time this past year, and yeah. we saw okay. what happened. All right, yeah. Um, I do think they'll be competitive. I don't know if their record is going to be that much better, but I do think it will be a little bit better with Kyrie. Uh, yeah, because I I don't think that take Kyrie off both teams. I don't think that um, the Nets are better than Boston's team. No. But, um, because I think Russell kind of made the Nets better than they probably are roster wise. Yeah, well, they're also coached well. Like they play to what their guys can do. Yeah, which surprisingly, that not every NBA team can do that, including Boston. Yeah, so right. I think if anything, Kyrie will be put in better positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, where maybe Brad Stevens kind of didn't really pivot when he should have. Right. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I just think I think it's going to work. I'm, I'm not saying title, but it just it's a good move for both Kyrie and KD uh, from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see with the Nets. Um. A lot of people are becoming Nets fans really quick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it's – I do think it's a weird choice because I don't really see – I can't see them winning a championship. Like, I can't visualize that. Like, as soon as Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, I can already visualize LeBron and AD winning a ring. Like, right away. Yeah. But not that I think they will, but I could see it happening. I can't even see Kyrie and Durant winning anything for with the Nets. Um, but 
we will see. Okay, what's the next next move you want to talk about? Um, well, let's talk about the teams that have made a ton of moves. Okay. So, jazz. jazz. Let's go to Jazz. They probably have had the most productive offseason where they didn't blow up the roster but made a number of great pickups. I agree. And literally, what was it, last episode we talked about Conley? Yeah. Uh, which was a great move. And we talked about how they were really short, you know, a couple role players. Right. And they got that and then some, honestly. I mean, yeah. I'm they got, shocked. They got, like, starters to add to their team. Yeah, man, it's it's honestly impressive. Yeah, who was their backup center last year? I don't think they played a backup center because they, they went small a lot of the time. Oh, they went, like, favors at the five? I believe so, yeah. I feel like they... Yeah, I guess so. Ed Davis is a good backup center. Yeah, he, he's a good energy guy. I like that move. Yeah, if you don't have any backup center, he's a really good backup center <laughs> to yeah. replace nobody. Because um, he comes in there, he'll give you a dunk, he'll give you a block for sure. Yeah. Every game. And he, and he just, like, from a backup center, like, you can't be lazy. Right. And that's, if anything, he he lacks certain skills. He only has a left hand. But he plays with good energy, so at the very least, you're getting a rebounder. Yeah, for him to only be playing 12 minutes a game, probably, he'll give you exactly what you need. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, great yeah. move. A little little pricey, but I understand. Yeah, 73 mil. Mm. I get it. And, and this is going to be a common theme about these fucking free agents. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least for me, but... But I understand o- overpaying him in this in this situation, because mm-hmm. you have to strengthen your bench or your just your depth, right. and and you have a set team, you have some cap room, and he's a great player. He is, yeah. Absolutely. You know, for for the kind of player that he is, he does that very well. Right. Um, and then you just said uh, Jeff Green, right? Yeah, literally fifteen twenty minutes ago. Jeff Green, mm. another good pickup. Dude, he was – the things I saw him do for the Wizards last year, I was like, dude, this guy has like five, six more years in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, what he did for the Cavs, even though they didn't use him that much. Yeah. He played really well for the Cavs. Um, I like it a lot. Very, very good role player. Um, he could start on some teams. Bogdanovich is a definitely a starter on – 90% of the teams in the league. Yeah. Um, it, but literally, literally the things we talked about, if you had asked me last week, like, two names, and if it came to my mind, like, Bogdanovich and Jeff Green, I would have been like, dude, they're a contender. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, to, to me, they're the, the way they are right now, they're a top four Western Conference team. I think I would agree, yeah. Did they get another backup shoot? Um, I'm sorry, backup point guard. Um, I'm not I sure. Feel like they did, but I'm not. I can't remember right now. It seems like we said somebody because they just. Oh, I guess they still have Exum. They let um Rubio and Raul Nato go. Makes sense. 
Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh good backup center. Yeah, I think they I agree. They let favors go. Which I was asking for. Who do they have at power forward now, though? Well, they have Green. Uh, they still have Ingles, Bogdanovich. They're probably not going to play a traditional, you know, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Right. They're probably going to play a couple of wing guys, which they did a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And the way they play, it works for them. It does. Because yeah. they have a rim protector, their guy, all their guys get after it. Uh, none of their scrubs force the ball, right? They and don't. and it limits them in the playoffs because you know your scrubs have to be or your worst players have to be able to make plays. Mm-hmm. But they just upgraded all their weak spots, in my opinion. Yeah. I, th- I think it would have been nice to keep Crowder because Crowder did play that backup four, but uh, he played the stretch four for them. But I think Ingles can do that for sure. And Ingles' defense, you know, he has really good defense. And I wouldn't be surprised spot. if they started green. I wouldn't be surprised either. You know what I mean? I I'm, I don't see him playing, you know, 35 minutes, but uh-huh. he's he's a capable starter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. I I see them too. Top, definitely the top side of the West right now. Yeah. D- definitely. Uh. Uh. What what other team made a ton of moves? Bucks. I know they made a lot. Mm, yeah. Nothing. B- too Bucks are a little different. Yeah, it's not. Nothing is like crazy impactful, to me. Um. But it definitely is good pieces. And Bucks are different because they were contenders this year in most people's eyes. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that Miritich left the league. Yeah, that is wild. Until I saw that he's going to be like the highest paid player in EuroLeague history. Yeah. (laughs) Which, once I saw that, it started making a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. He's that kind of guy, too. He's kind of a... uh, He's definitely about himself. And that's cool, you know. He's a grown man. Right. But um you know, no one's accused him of being a good teammate. You know what <laughs> I liked? Yet. I liked that they didn't really they gave him a long contract, but I wouldn't say they overpaid for Brook Lopez. Um Yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah. I think he could have got more from someone else. Yeah. Yeah, and he sure. fit and he fit that team so well, uh, with especially with Brogdon leaving, re-signing George Hill was a great move. Yep. Uh, did they overpay Chris Middleton? Absolutely. <laughs> Five years though. Right. At, at the end of the day, like you have to secure your the core of your team. Yeah. And I don't mind. Greek freaking Middleton running that franchise for the next four or five years. Right. Chris Middleton will make $35 million a year. Yeah. 36 just about. Um, they're not signing any free agents next year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, sure. no. Yeah. But the Bucks are contenders, so I, I understand that. 
Right, I agree. You know, barring some you know, injury problems, which you 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 can't really predict. Uh, they kind of just made lateral moves. They kind of fixed certain things. Uh, they kind of kept certain pieces, and they're going to be in the same boat they were this past year. Yeah, I agree. Which was a contender. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of those guys are only going to get better. Yeah, Wes Matthews, great pickup. Right, right, I forgot. I think he, I mean, in my opinion, it's because I'm not a Brogdon fan. I take him over Brogdon. You know, nine times out of ten for what they do. Brogdon is, I think Brogdon was good because he was a good ball handler as well. And that's really not Wes Matthews' game. But the way Hill played, I mean, if I have Hill and Matthews over just having Brogdon, I'll take Hill and Matthews for sure. Yeah. And um, and Matthews had a good end to his season last year with the Pacers. And he's he's just a vet. Yeah. So, and plays tough defense. Right. You can't the, – th- those guys Those guys always have a spot pretty much on any roster. Yeah. I, I, you think Wes Matthews will start right away or what? I don't think so. You think they'll go um, – I mean, I'll, you think he'll start and not and Bledsoe at the two? Because I was thinking Bledsoe, Matthews, Middleton, because they play Greek Freak at the four most of this year. Yeah. And then Lopez. Or they could double up with both Lopez brothers. Yeah, they did sign Robin, which is a good backup move. Yeah. Um, and because Lopez plays so much outside, I like that having... They could be at the, on the court at the same time at some point. I think they will start Matthews now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think his minutes will be limited. You think he's, he'll be the first one out the game? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And then he'll be six man. They have so many. What's awesome about them is they have so many ways of like putting mismatches out there. Like they, you could put Middleton at the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis can move all over the place. Like they have a lot of things they could do. Yeah. And again, and Bledsoe is strong enough defensively to play right, multiple positions. Right. And again, the reason I'm excited for them is because they have a good coach running the show. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, to me, is what's going to really make them work well. To me, and it, this year, them their demise was not because of coaching, I don't think. No. You know, they just didn't – they just got outplayed, really. You know, they folded with the free throws, and they just didn't shoot as well as everyone thought they would. They um, just lost. Like, you know, yeah. I don't think Toronto proved that they were way better than them. No, I agree. Toronto yeah. just made the right plays when you needed to make them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. I think I think they'll probably get a couple more pieces before it's over, though. They need to replace Miritich somehow. With yeah. That, that power forward, small forward role. Yeah. Like a Jeff Green would have been a nice, would have been nice, but they do need another stretch for for sure. Um. Because Greek Freak, they need to ha- make sure Greek Freak can be versatile in his, like, the positions he plays. Right. Because right now, with this current roster, he has to play four, basically. Uh, I mean, he could play three at some point, but if he's playing three, who's playing four? That's the problem. Um, but I think they'll figure that out, I'm sure. 
You know what I would like to see? I think they're a really good team, especially with all the depth they have. Yeah. They could limit uh, Greek Freak's, like, minutes. Like, he doesn't have to play 40 minutes for them to win games. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree, for sure. I would like to see that, too. I think Middleton needs to come up with more ways to score this year. Because it seems like there are some times where, like, if Middleton couldn't, didn't have a mismatch, he would just, like, try to shoot over somebody or something. Yeah. And that wasn't, clearly wasn't working. He doesn't really drive often. He's kind of weird at times in terms of, like, sometimes he he's aggressive and he attacks. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where he's just, like, he's just another shooter out there. Right. And he's got to attack more, especially with... Giannis, you know, they have to, they can't just let Giannis force it all year long. Right. They can't. Uh, they have sure. to be more versatile than that. Yeah. I, I'm excited for their season already. And it's just, and like we said, they didn't really do much, but I do want to see them from start to finish with this energy that they've had last year. Yeah. You know, Boonholzer's second year with them, I think. You know, work out the first year kinks. He did amazing for a first year with that kind of team. And so second year, I think he'll, you know. To me, to me, they're my preseason pick as of right now. You know, I, I'm obviously I could adjust if somebody gets like a big pickup. Right. But to me, they should be the number one seed in the East again next year. Yeah, I agree with that. Just because yeah. they didn't completely change the roster and. They honestly, they got a little bit better. Yeah, yep, I agree with that completely. Let's okay. talk about the Sixers, another team that made a lot of moves. Did they? A lot of moves? A good amount of moves. Okay. What do you? Where do you want to start? Kyle O'Quinn? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um. <sighs> I. Well, I, I said I was going to mention overpaying pretty much throughout our NBA talk today. <laughs> yes. And my God, dude, they not only did they offer Tobias a max, they were going to offer, they did offer Butler a max from what I read. Right. They paid Al Horford a very large amount of money. Pretty much the max. It's just a four-year, though. Yeah. And they gave a max extension to Ben Simmons. Which was wild to me. Just, I I want you to picture their starting lineup next season. (laughs) Let's just, Uh let me just. The one that they have projected now? Let me just, yeah. It's probably going to be Simmons at the one, uh, Richardson at the two. Yeah. Uh, you gotta say that too. They traded Butler for Richardson, right? They and, made a trade, which and I like. Else or no, just I Richardson. think it's just Richardson. Okay, but I like, you like Richardson is a player who can be a seamless fit. Yeah. The other he four do too much. To me, the other four players in their starting lineup are not seamless fits, and they're all getting paid thirty plus million dollars. Well, what do you mean they're not seem? Well, they're already there, though, other than But Hoover. I'm saying, like, just picture Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, 
Al Horford and Joel Embiid. They're not going to make that many threes. I know that. <laughs> not the way Tobias shot at the end of the year. What's <laughs> what's the winning formula there? I don't I I'll just tell, I don't see this, it. Let me say this about Horford. Do you remember when um Kobe and Ron Artest got into it that year? Like in the game and Ron Artest got called for a foul and then he like went after Kobe the next play? Yeah, yeah, uh Rockets series. Yeah. And then the next year Ron Artest was on the Lakers. <laughs> Or the year after that? Or yeah. Two years. Yeah. I feel like Horford is the best defender of Embiid in the league, in my opinion. So they just got Horford so Embiid doesn't have to play against Horford anymore. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. He It's like they said, okay, Horford kind of strapped Embiid last time we played them. So let's just make sure there's no one else who can guard Embiid. So let's get the best defender best mb defender because i don't know what horford is gonna do that mb doesn't already do right that's what's crazy is like normally i'd be like dude you're insane like there's no way a team pays 30 million dollars just to prevent their competition from getting from you know getting better but i mean is but that about- i can't picture what horford's fit is in in philly <laughs> well i guess it's just so mb doesn't have to play defense <laughs> I mean, what else could it be? To me, the the one thing I like about Horford is, again, you could limit how much minutes you play Embiid during the season. Mm-hmm. And I I do think taking Embiid out and putting Horford at the five, especially as a backup, or maybe yeah. not a, as a backup, but moving him to the five and playing yeah. against second unit guys. Uh-huh. It keeps your second unit running a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. But, like, but who's the best player on their second unit? James Ennis? <laughs> shit, Mike Scott? I don't know. That That's the problem. I get what you're saying. and I The reason why it is a problem is because their second unit still isn't good. And if they had, like, a... Now, if the Clippers did that, I would understand. Or if, like, the Rockets were Gordon... Or Lou Williams is the guy running the second unit's show. Yeah. But TJ McConnell is not. <laughs> you know, James Ennis, TJ McConnell, and whoever else they have, and then having Horford at the five is not good against anyone's second unit. They're not good against most people's third unit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with you, though. Having Embiid, being able to take Embiid out the game. Especially with Embiid's health, because he always has a health problem. Taking him out and saying, okay, we got Horford now. And Horford being able to stretch and shoot twice as good as Embiid does. Twice as consistent, I'll say that. I think it's a good, really good pickup. But I don't know who's going to pass it to Horford. Right. One (laughs) thing, another thing I like about Horford is that he's not a ball stopper. No, he's not. He either scores or he moves the ball. Right. Uh, but, again, Horford is a good playmaker. And yeah. adding another playmaker, it just it doesn't make sense. What is Simmons going to do? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll think the lane will be opened up for Simmons pretty well. Yeah, I, That's Horford so garbage. Good. If you open up the lane for Simmons by 
spacing Embiid and Horford to the three-point line. Well, not just by spacing, but also by having another threat inside. Because um, when it was Boban in there and, like, the pick and roll, I would just leave Boban. As long as I was in between them for the pass. Yeah. You know, people Simmons would get locked up because... In the paint, you only have to guard Simmons, especially when Embiid was out at the three-point line. But now they have a better drop-off guy with Horford, um, as well as him being spacing. But, um, you know, Horford's a good seal-off guy. You know what I mean? He does that kind of dirty wrap arm up and you can't get to the guy that's actually driving thing. It's not dirty because it happens all the time. But he's really good at that. He's physical. I, th- I think he'll open it up. Just he's a vet. Just his presence. He's yeah. also a guy. When when shit went wild for them, you yeah. who are you turning to? Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, we've seen how his what he looks like as a leader. Embiid yeah. Embiid's texting the fucking coach twelve hours before game that he might not be able to go. Yeah. Simmons is out there. Just he just disappears. He's nowhere to be yeah. found. And yeah. and one thing, Horford is just good leadership, man, which they desperately needed. He is good leadership, yep. So there, there, ends, there are too. positives to the move, but it just they're they're that first five to me just seems awkward. Yeah. And Tobi- and Tobias, you're paying Tobias Harris max money to be a a, a extra productive role player? Right. Who clearly is not built for the playoffs. Right. So it, it just, I don't know, man. It, and what it seems position odd does Tobias to play? He plays, He's his success comes from playing at the four. Right. And then you pick up a better four. So right. Like, so now he has to play the three, which means there's more responsibility on him to play defense, which, my God, he is not good at. Mm-hmm. So it just there's there's some flaws with with these moves they've made. A lot of the analysts think seem to think Philly is like better. I think they're trash. Right. <laughs> I saw the the people are saying they're like uh, unquestionably the best team in the East. Like coming into the year, like dude, what? <laughs> I don't think so at all. Right. Was Ben Simmons an All Star this past year? Uh, I feel like he was. How many All Stars do you think they'll have this year? On that team, two. Who? Embiid, and I'll say Simmons, just to stick with their. <laughs> I think they'll have one Embiid. I don't think Simmons is awesome. That's not an odd take at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it I'm makes just... complete sense. Yeah, and I just don't think. I think Simmons will be better in certain aspects, but I think just. The team is just not good. I don't think Josh Richardson is much better than what Ennis did for them this past year, honestly. I think he's a better player, but as far as fit, I don't think he's... He doesn't do anything for them, really, good or bad. And then losing JJ was a big deal. Who's the best shooter on their team now? Horford? Richardson, to me. Richardson? To me, I mean... I would say Tobias if I didn't watch the playoffs this past year, but I did, so I can't say that. 
Right. I, I'm going with Horford. And either way, no one on that team would win a three-point contest. They wouldn't win the G League three-point contest. Yeah. That's the, the, I mean, the tough good thing, is the starting five. The tough thing about with Richardson, too, is you're asking a guy who came from Miami where there was no pressure and he was allowed to develop at his pace mm-hmm. and, and just do what he can, play to his strengths, to now he's just going to be a shooter who's really not going to touch the ball much. And who's really not that good of a shooter. <laughs> yeah, That's... you're asking a guy who's more of a slasher to just be a spot-up threat. Right. And I, w- a... I wouldn't be surprised if he has a bad year. He's a momentum scorer. Right. And that's kind of how Jonathan Simmons was that they didn't even use. When they have a good momentum, Jonathan Simmons is like perfect to have out there when you're on a run. Yeah. He keeps runs going. And so is, so does Richardson. And I can't imagine him starting for that kind of team. The thing that's special about Miami, and since we're talking about the trade and Richardson – Spolster has figured out a way to like not have any starters. I feel like, and it's not that he has starters, but it's not that any of them like have to be the starters on that team. Yeah, you know what I mean. They almost the past couple years, they've they've basically played ten guys with any of them could go off. Yeah, or any of them could be the focal point of the offense. Just. Dude, I, I watched games where Kelly Olynyk was their best player. I yeah. watched games where Tyler Johnson was their best player. Dude, right. the casual NBA fan doesn't even know who Tyler Johnson is. And Tyler Johnson would get crazy buckets for them sometimes. Right. It, dude, James Johnson a couple years ago was like their best player. Right. They just make these random, like, strange, non-fitting players just work. Yeah, they have 10 guys and just whoever the first five that plays. It's not starters. Dude. You know what I mean? Can, can you name me uh, of the other 29 teams? Where would Justice Winslow get minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Olenek would get minutes. That's what I'm saying, man. They're they're really crazy with, with, the, with the weird, like, lineups they got going on. Right, and and this is why I say Richardson is weird on the Sixers because I don't think Richardson is really a starting two guard on any team. I think you're asleep, man. I think he's good. No, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. But name me three two guards that start that he's better than. Other than JJ, which they, you know, consider him an upgrade. Um, That he's who, clearly better than. Who starts for Detroit? <laughs> the two. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the, that's why you get that one, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, I don't it's think hard he'd, to think of. I'm I saying. don't think he'd start over. Da- I mean, there's a couple. I don't yes. think he'd start over Danny Green, but I do think he's a better player than Danny Green. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Two-time champion Danny Green? No, three-time. Three-time champion he, he, Danny Green? He tried to throw it away. <laughs> Last year, he had a rough finals. I'll, I'll admit that. No, he really he had a couple of good moments, but... He's it, not better than Danny Green. Come on. All right, well, it's debatable. Whatever. Uh, I, I do think he's a good player, man. I think he's good, but all I'm saying is I don't replace any starting two-guard with Josh Richardson. I wouldn't. 
Not if I not if I'm a playoff team. That's, That's all I'm saying. Um, I think he's overall a better player than JJ, right? Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's gonna be weird though. Just bringing him off Miami and saying, "Oh, he started on Miami. He's gonna start here." That's what I'm saying. Like doing that with a Miami player is tough because all the Miami guys just they just play. It's just random. It's just free for all, basically. Yeah. I like, I'm not going to lie, though. Miami, because uh, they've been kind of on the verge of being a, a, a good team yeah. for the last, like, three years. Yeah. If Jimmy Butler's not on some bullshit and he's really playing, I, I'm not, they're not a contender, but they're going to be a tough first round exit. I agree. And I have this to say about Jimmy Butler. And this is going to sound crazy coming from me because I really don't like Jimmy Butler that much. But I think Jimmy Butler might be the most underrated superstar in the league. And the reason I say this, clearly his attitude is trash, right? Or clearly, not trash, but clearly he has some attitude issues when it comes to being a teammate. Yeah. But I feel like Jimmy Butler can really do whatever he wants in games, most games. Like, he could score way more than he does, than he did for Philly. He could have scored way more than he did. He could play a lot harder. He could be defensive player of the year every year if he really wanted to. He he just doesn't, which is a problem, right? A problem in itself because of his attitude. But skill-wise, I can't think of any... That's why I really like Miami for getting because Miami's needed, like like you said, they've just played ten random players, you know, and and D Wade on his last legs. D Wade should come back for Jimmy <laughs> one more time. Yeah, but it just he must have told Jimmy about Miami when he went to <laughs> that's Chicago. true. Yeah, but yeah. To, to me, Butler's gonna fit really well. He's gonna be their best player. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if early on he's in the MVP talks, especially if Miami gets off to a good start. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. For sure, actually. All right, we got to talk about some other teams. There's still a lot of a lot of moves we haven't discussed. All right, where to? Um, I mean, has anybody, other than Utah, has anybody had a better offseason than the Portland Trailblazers? I think... They're number one for me, because they must have heard the podcast. That's what I'm saying. Utah and Portland, man. I they've swear they've us. been listening. Yeah, and like I said, man, I don't know what kind of coma the Portland GM woke out of <laughs> that he's been in for the last four years. Yes. <laughs> but he made, I mean, they made steals. They stole Bazemore, and they stole Hassan Whiteside for Har- Harkless and Myers Leonard <laughs> Good riddance See ya We'll pack your bags Don't worry about it That is theft <laughs> It's theft Dude I don't disagree at all Neither of them would start on any team in the league <laughs> And Whiteside would start on every team pretty much That doesn't have an all-star center Yeah uh, it's, it's great Their starting five looks beautiful I mean not only They brought back Rodney Hood Yep Great move Great move. Uh, his Zonia, to me, can be a good player, especially in a controlled role. This is the first good team he's been on. Right. And yeah. and the last team he was on, 
you know, they don't really develop players, I'll just say. Are you referring to the Knicks? <laughs> the Knickerbockers. <laughs> yeah. And the, he started out on the Magic, and that wasn't... Oh, you know. dude. Jesus Christ. He, I'm, I'm happy for that. the fact that he's not out of the league. Cause, I know, because he can play. Right. And if you name me any pick from 10 to 30 in the last three years, if you put them for their first two years on the Magic and then for two <laughs> years on the Knicks... I'd be like, dude, they're going to be out of the league, no question. For sure. Yep. And they locked up Damien. I mean, they made amazing, amazing moves, Yes. Man. So underrated. Um, they're going to be right there with Utah, man. Like, we talked about this off air, but, dude, they're a unquestionable contender next year. Yeah. I mean, I, they, I, dude, they were a contender with a backcourt and one good big man. I know. And trash role players. And he wasn't even there for, you know, the end of the season. Right. They made it to, no, they didn't make it to the, yeah, Western Conference Finals. Conference Finals. With two players. Yes. Two and a half with Ronnie Hood. I'll give Ronnie Hood a half. So, and thank God they got Aminu out of there. (laughs) Let him go. And who was there to scoop him? (laughs) The magic. (laughs) The fucking magic. Right. Hazonia, great pick, and they stole Bazemore for Evan Turner. Oh, my God. Dude, they got all of the fucking contracts that weighed that team down. That was just a fucking anchor. Myers Leonard was had a really bad contract, too. He did. Dude, I cannot wait to watch them play next year. And I, They have the best starting five in the West, in my opinion, right this second. And they even, like... And this is going to sound weird, but they even signed a good trash player in Anthony Tolliver. Yeah. Because he does, you don't have to play him more than like 10 minutes. He's a surprisingly good shooter, which every time I watch him, I'm like, dude, he can actually hit shots. He'll give you a three a game. If right. You, if you give it to him. And he's not going to fucking, he's not, my, you know, he's not the bum that Myers Leonard was, who's either chucking threes or is playing for the other team. Right. You're right about that. Mm. Yeah, man. God, I'm so happy for Portland, man. (laughs) They look really, 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 really good. And Bazemore, I mean, Bazemore, I won't say he's an elite defender, but he's like the second tier in, maybe he might be third tier. He's second or third tier defenders. Like, he's not, he's never going to be all defense, but like other out of the people who will never be all defense, he's like top tier of those people to me. Yeah. And instead of the pseudo version of Harkless and Aminu, which neither one of them played really good defense, they just were athletic and could like chase guys. Bazemore actually plays good defense. Um, man, him at the three and having Hood six man. And the way Hood played... If they use Hood and, you know, keep his minutes right, because they just didn't figure out his minutes, I feel like, when they first got him last yeah. year. And then once they figure out how to use his minutes, they use his minutes right, he might, you know, he could be six-man-of-the-year candidate. He could be. Um, and then Whiteside, some athleticism down low. Yes. Well, hopefully Whiteside gets his shit together. Yeah. Hopefully. And I think he needed to move. I think Miami was a little too much fun for him. I agree. 
hopefully he matures and and I think Damian and CJ are good leaders in that way. I was gonna say the same thing. He needed an on the court leader. He never had one in Miami. Yeah. And Wade, Wade is like. I don't know how to really describe Wade's leadership, but it's not what Whiteside needed. Wade is like a good, like that's my boy, Dwayne. Right. Like he's a good friend leader. He's a good guy to like pair up with. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you need like intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think the move to Portland helps that. Yeah, man. I like them a lot. God, I'm so happy. Dude, they literally, every fucking player we... Ask them to get rid of. They got rid of. They did, yep. We might as well be their fucking GMs. (laughs) For real. Oh, my God. to be advisors. Yeah. I'm so happy for them, man. And they took the Warriors to five games? Yeah. They won one? I think so, yeah. They took five games with two guys. And Steph was playing amazing. For most of those. They had to double team Lillard. They can't double team Lillard anymore. Nope. There's no way. Yeah, man. Now now it's not just a Lillard McCollum, Lillard McCollum. Whoever's hotter, that's who we'll play through. Right. Like now there's less pressure on these guys, so they don't they don't have to carry for eighty two games and then one of them is just worn down come playoff time. Right. Like pick and rolls finally. Yes. Cause they had the thing where you set a pick, a pick and roll. I'm, ne- I'm not guarding the center. Dude, they used to trap <laughs> Lillard like it was their, like that was the only defensive game plan there was, and right. it that was it. That's all you needed to do. Yeah, help off Whiteside. See what happens. Right. <laughs> see what's coming down on your head behind you, and plus, a defensive big man finally. Now Lillard doesn't have to like have to hold people outside the paint now you know if Lillard someone blows by Lillard which happens you have a great shot blocker there yes I just I like everything about their moves yeah and Nurkic you know he'll hopefully he can stretch the floor and you know if they run him at the two I mean at the four I don't know what they're gonna do if it's gonna be uh twin towers or one of them's coming off the bench I don't know how that's gonna work but they'll figure it out I like it either way, because Nurkic is pretty mobile for his size. Yeah. Uh, defensively, though, I don't know. It, I don't know if I like him like guarding Draymond, you know. But uh, they'll find somebody else, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. They got time. I think they could figure it out. <sighs> yeah, man. Whew. I'm ready. I'm ready for them for sure. I think. I don't want to say they're my pick to come out the West yet. I, I guess with current teams right now, how it is right now, without Kawhi having chosen, they're my pick to come out the West, I think. Yeah, and, and Kawhi's choice, if he goes to the West, will dramatically shift uh, our like preseason rankings, obviously. Yeah. But it's hard for me to picture anybody being better than Portland and Utah this upcoming season. Yeah, I, honestly, if he doesn't go to a team that already like if he goes to a team that didn't make the playoffs this year other than the Lakers I'm not changing my pick yeah I got you yeah really you know he'd have to go almost to back to San Antonio for really for me to like change my pick honestly or the Lakers anyone else eh, 
you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know why he's waiting so long either. He knows where he's going. I don't know. I think he knows. What else is there to not know? How can I, and how come everyone else in the league knows other than him? It'd be interesting. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. We still have a bunch of other free agents to talk about. Yeah, Boogie still hasn't chosen either. So yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, Any other teams... Big leaps? Um, not big leaps, but I really like what the Pacers did. With Brogdon? Brogdon was a nice pickup. I thought Jeremy Lamb was a very nice pickup for them. It is. It is it's a slept-on pickup. Yeah, it sure. gives them depth, especially we don't really know what Oladipo's going to look like mm-hmm. right out gives, the gate. Gives them more athleticism. And to me, addition, and we talked about this with Portland's scrubs, but I've criticized Thaddeus Young a few times. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm perfectly content with even if it's not Sabonis who takes that starting spot, which it probably will be. Mm-hmm. To me, getting rid of Thaddeus Young was addition by subtraction. I agree. So they're to me. I mean, they were they were a top four team for with only half of Oladipo for half the year. Yeah. Dude, they're going to be crazy next year. Yeah, I agree. They upgraded at point guard, too. Which, Collison wasn't a bad player, but Mm -hmm. you saw his limitations in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Kyrie worked him. He did, yeah. And Kyrie was awful every other game of the playoffs. Right. So, it's like, to me, Brogdon, you get an elite defender at the one. No longer are you going against Westbrook with six foot Darren Collison. Right. No longer are you going against elite point guards with you know. I'm sorry, but six foot Darren Collison. Yeah. I, I think the only only thing they lose with losing Collison is just. Um, I think Collison is just a better like pure point guard than Brogdon, I guess. And he had, he put pressure on defenders, but as far as actual production, I take Brogdon every time. And I'm Clearly. I'm very curious to see what Brogdon does as a full time starter. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on it, but I am I'm curious. curious right? I don't know. I could be completely wrong, and he could just stink it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like what I saw from him, and I'm excited to see what he does. Dude, him and Oladipo are going to be a fire backcourt. Assuming he doesn't fuck it up. We'll see. We'll see. I think he played really good for the Bucks, but I, I don't know. I don't know about him on another team, but I, I do want to see it for sure. Um, That's all they made, though? Just Brogdon? That's it? Uh, that was the and big move. Yeah. But they, they have a solid team. I mean, they lost Corey Joseph, which, you know, I'm okay with that. The Kings made some good moves, by the way. But we'll get there. Uh, let's talk about the Warriors. <laughs> very uh, very interesting moves. <laughs> yeah. Getting D'Angelo Russell. Um, <laughs> giving Looney a little bit of cash. Letting Jordan Bell go. Nice. <laughs> I, I like... 
I like him, but nice. Hey, man, Looney could have been gone. I would have been okay with it. Keeping Clay, great. Keeping Quinn Cook, all right. <laughs> also getting um, Shabazz Napier and who else from the trade? One other person, right? Somebody uh, they're not going to use? I'm not sure. I think so, but I, I don't know. I think I think they did get somebody that they're probably not going to use. Willie Cauley-Stein. Great pickup. Pick and Glenn Robinson the third. All right. All right. It's but I will say this about Glenn Robinson. And we've criticized him on here multiple times. He's better than the bench players they had. Oh, dude, nobody. he is fucking mountains miles <laughs> better than Jonas Jerebko. Oh yeah, for sure. He's miles better than McKinney. <laughs> oh my god, easily. Yeah, he deserves to be on an NBA team. Unlike the last two names we just said. Yeah. I've already said I think Jerebko needed to hang it up. And I, I think they picked up the pieces to um, to not survive is a bad word, but that's kind of the only one I could think of. Because mm-hmm. really what they are got to do is survive until Clay comes back. Yeah. Because yeah, they just, they, to me, they're just not going to be that same team uh, yeah. without him. And we saw that in the playoffs, or in the finals, but uh, they have a competent enough roster with some of these moves where they can still win a good amount of games. Yeah, and the finals is nothing compared to getting Russell, because that definitely helps them. Because now, someone actually, like another person on the team can score off the dribble, unlike they how they've had the last, you know... I mean, Durant can score off the dribble, but not Clay, not anyone else but Steph. Yeah. Uh, and Steph and Durant are the only ones. Now, finally, they have someone else who can – if Steph's not in the game, Russell can give you 30. Yeah, <laughs> you he know? can. With the same team, if Steph misses the game, Russell might give you 30. And, you know, they have better defender down low, Kali Stein, and more of a threat than um Looney. Definitely more of a threat. You know, Looney's another guy. I'm not guarding Looney off the pick and roll. Why? There's no way. I'm doubling. No need. Right. But, yeah, help off Kali Stein, you know, try to recover. You're getting dunked on every time. So, I like it. Losing Durant, obviously, is big. And, you know, there's only, like, three players in the league that could successfully fill his hole. Right, so no one's expecting them to be just as good without Durant. Yeah. But what they got, I, I like it too, man. I think they do have the right pieces to say, okay, well, we're still gonna be, we're still gonna win games. Yeah, and their culture is just so they allow these awful players to to thrive. Mm-hmm. And and during the season, that's like exactly what you need. They upgraded at their weaker positions. And, yeah. like, Kali Stein is going to eat off of their ball movement. Oh, for sure. Dude, like, Glenn Robinson can finally, like, prove to people that he belongs in the league. Right. I agree. So, I, I just think, yeah, man, I, I like what they did. And Glenn Robinson, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, he's nothing like Draymond. But he's a guy who can play multiple positions, which they needed more of, which they didn't have enough of last year. Iguodala yeah. is like the only person on the whole team that could play multiple positions. And now, you know, Robinson can go from two to four defensively. 
you know, offensively three and four. I think I think they I don't think they made any negative moves other than losing Durant. Um, losing Iguodala is tough. Also, you know, but we got to talk about that a little bit. The way they are, like the way now what they are, yeah. Iguodala really wouldn't have made a difference for him either way. Right. So it's just uh, it's it's like, if anything, it's a good move because you free up some room. You get a little younger for the season. Yep. Which like like getting Iguodala is key in the finals, and if if the Warriors had a path back to the finals, I'd be like, yeah, Iguodala is a huge loss. You know what else it does? It it showed that we're that they're saying you know we lost Durant, but we're right back into building another dynasty. It's like a lot of times when someone leaves, like look at LeBron leaving Cleveland. There's like a giant hole. They did nothing. It's just like LeBron is gone, you know? Yep. It's just an empty locker. But losing Durant, they say, okay, we lost Durant. We need to do something. That's great. That's what teams with great cultures do. Yeah, and, and they, they did it. They did it. And the that, Warriors, you know, they've, they've been a mixed franchise in terms of how great they were. Yeah. But they've always, like, made efforts to be better. Right. So I, I like what they did, man. Right, I do too, and um, I, I hope they get credit for that—that that they refuse to let a dynasty die for nothing. You know, it's not a crater on the team. It's not. You yeah. know? It's a hole, but it's not a crater. They refuse to let it be a crater, and that's that's big to say about them. For those listening, we're not going to music at an hour. We have a lot more basketball yeah. to talk about. Um, I, I'm going to play a gym, though, to break it up. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about the Warriors? Uh, it, I'm curious to see Steph and, and D-Loading are going to be very interesting, like how they play together. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more <laughs> Steph playing two guard. like And he does that a good amount already. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's just going to put that on full blast this upcoming year. Yeah, it's going to be good because it also will be, you know, kind of how you said about Horford and Embiid. It's going to be something to say, okay, you know, Steph doesn't have to be in the whole the whole time. You know, he can come out with the third string. Because yep. at times when it was Durant, they would leave either Durant or Steph with like a bunch of scrubs. And now you say, okay, Steph is out. Now we got Russell who's used to playing with scrubs. And who's an actual really good playmaker and when Steph came out it was just like Quinn Cook would dribble the ball and just run the play now Russell can make a play they have another person who can make a play for someone else other than themselves and outside of the play and a breakdown guy um, so I think that's really 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 good for them because when Steph was out man and when Steph did play off the ball it, it was so hard to get him the ball back yeah. They had a hard time. Dude, that, Steph would try to come off screens and I'm, they helped. Dude, what was it, game three? Uh, well, the one where Steph had 47 and they got spanked? Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. One, uh, one thing, last thing real quick is uh, now that they're not this super-packed uh, dynasty, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're really going to get to see how good of a coach Steve Kerr really is. Okay. That, that's it, and good or bad. I, I don't know that yet. Yeah. But I think he's really going to have to make adjustments throughout the year like he didn't have to before. I agree with that too. And I also think them not having set positions, like a set starting five, is another thing that I'm curious to see about him. Because last year it was clear who the starting five was going to be. If everyone was healthy, everyone knew Clay, Steph, Durant, Boogie, and Draymond was starting. Right. No matter what. This year, I don't know who, you know, I, I could say who I would start, but I don't know who he would start or how, what positions. Is is it going to be Russell at the two and Clay at the three? Yeah, or, you it, know, it's going to be interesting. So I agree. In the first year, although he won, you know, you could argue that he was going off of the lineup that um, Mark Jackson already kind of had, you know, the, the rotations and stuff. But now, now you're right. It is all up to him. This is all him now. And, you know, how much coaching do you have to do with Durant, really? Not much. All right. Um, but, yeah, anything else, Warriors? No? No. All right, cool. Um, we will be back with more sports after this. Uh, this is Bad Habits by Anders. Hundred fifty racks, a new set of keys. No, this ain't no practice, ain't no make believe. Uh, I'm from the north where we may believe. Before I made a track, I stacked a hundred G's. Oh yeah, trap money, no credit. Told her I got cash, I don't need no debit. I was young, I was caught up in it. Now the money clean, I ain't got no limit. I got habit, sadie, sandy, fatty, fatty. She calling me daddy. Uh, Perky's pulled up, slow up.
All right. <clears throat> that was uh, Bad Habits by Anders. All right, right back into the league. The association. What's next? What team we got? I got to be honest. I don't really like any of the re- remaining teams. Uh, well, there's a few exceptions with some of the smaller moves, but mm-hmm. like you mentioned the Kings. Yeah. What What do you like about their offseason? <laughs> they, they were already trash, first of all. But picking up. Losing Kali Stein was big, which was bad. Don't get me wrong. Getting Harrison Barnes back is big because Harrison Barnes could have went to a lot of teams. And they didn't pay him that much. Four years, 85? I, How much did the, um, the Mavericks were willing to give him like a $90, 100000000 million extension? Yeah, no, I. that's okay. Yeah, he's he's a good player, man. He's worth a lot of money to me. Who was their backup point guard last year? Yogi Ferrell? <laughs> mm. They got they picked up Corey Joseph. Good good backup okay. for uh Fox. Dwayne Dwayne Dedman is trash. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Um they got Trevor Ariza, who's old, but another defender. Good vet. Yeah, and they were how many games out of the out of the playoffs? Not like that four? much. Like ten maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think they have a good enough team to make up 10 with Harrison Barnes starting the year there and a yeah. better backup point guard. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes is actually a decent backup center, too. Oh, yeah, he is. Rashawn Holmes is, well, is I don't know who similar to, to Kali Stein, honestly. Who Who's their starting center now, though? Shit. Bagley? I don't think so. Bagley's starting power forward? Yeah, it, it's he's a he just doesn't really seem like a center to me from what I've seen. Yeah, but he can not. adjust, man. I, I I don't. They're they're an interesting team, but I just really I don't think they got much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, from these off season moves, they're kind of the same. You, you're relying on your your you know go your guys to get better, which is okay because they do have a number of young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I would have liked to see them get like an ex- a better a better more productive role player than Ariza maybe. Yeah. Well, where was Ariza last year? The Suns. Uh. <laughs> nobody. Nobody knows. He was on DC for a sec. I feel like. Oh, he went with Ubre. Right? Yeah, he yeah. He came for Ubre. He was on the Suns, then came to DC then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I'm not saying they got better, like, in the league, but they they improved themselves a little bit. Okay. From the beginning of last year, getting Barnes. That's fair. Which they only had for, like, 20 games last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once, I mean, once you started it off with their, their trash... That yeah, made it still, a lot more understandable, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They're still trash. They're not a contender, but they improved their already trash team. They don't stink as bad as they did, but they're still trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like their moves because I think if they lost Barnes, I think they're one of the worst team worst teams in the league. Fair. But getting Barnes, you know, is, Barnes would start on most teams in the league. I mean, he may not be 
leading scorer on most teams, but he'll start on a lot of teams. Yeah. Him and Fox are probably the only two people that would start on most teams in the league, though. That's the, that's still the problem. And Bagley. But um, Bagley coming back healthy, you know, I like to see what they do. I don't think they're going to be great. I think if the Clippers are still the same team, exact same team, I think they'll beat out the Clippers this year for the last spot. I, I was, I'm confident in that. If the Clippers don't make any other moves, yeah, so. I, I like the Clippers resigning Beverly. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Uh, he just, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes his career out and on the Clippers, man. Why do you think that? Just because their the way their culture is, he's such a perfect fit. You know, obviously, oh, okay. if they're coaching and like management, and they pick up like Kawhi and start building contender. Yeah, obviously that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But the way they are now, I think Beverly's a, a key guy for them. Yeah, I agree. And they're pretty much all in on the clip on um, Kawhi. I mean, yeah. Clippers are because they're not doing anything. No, and they have a solid team, man. I'm I'm happy that they're not going crazy. Yeah, me too. I'd like to see them maybe get one other starter. You know, a, one other solid starter that you know. Could start on more than just the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're similar to Miami, especially this past year, where they really get the most out of their guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really doesn't matter who starts. They're still gonna. And they they're gonna have the, the top tier bench. That's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. With just Lou Will and Montres Harrell alone, they're gonna have a top tier bench. Yeah. Doesn't even matter who else you put out there. Right. Um. Uh, Okay. What about um we got to talk about the Celtics. Yeah. Um they got Cantor and Kemba and then they got their bench warmers back. <laughs> I don't really give a shit about their bench warmers. I think uh I don't know, but why is what I don't understand. I mean, why you got to fill out the roster. Under? Yeah. You know. I and I think uh they it's just even if even if they're scrubs and I think they are, um, there's just something about giving a guy more than you know a year chance. You're you're taking the uh, the chance on the guy developing, mm-hmm. and to me that's more reliable if rather than going out and picking up another bum that you know has never played on your team. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and and Kemba's gonna be a great fit. I agree. Uh, I think Cantor is going to be a nice fit. I agree. Uh, and and the only thing is similar to what I said with Sacramento, they're kind of relying on these their young guys to get better. Young guys, meaning yeah, Tatum, Brown. Yeah. Right. Um, who am I missing? Am I missing one or am I tripping? They let Rozier go. So. Makes sense. He, I get he it. He would have been I've, the other one, I think. I would have been shocked to see him stay. Yeah, I mean, you mean like personally, him yeah. personally? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but but then declining him was crazy to me. Oh, I didn't, like, they I, declined? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, I guess. That's what I thought was wild. I guess because he, he's an overpriced backup guard. You know, he's clearly a guy that wants to start. 
Oh, yeah. So I, I, get, what you, I get what you mean. You know, in that way, I get it. He's not overpriced, but he's underutilized. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, for what he did for the Celtics, I'd pay however much he wanted. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't pay him a max. But I'd pay him as much as he made to be my backup point guard easy. Yeah. Um, because he played like a starter when the point guard wasn't there. He was great. Yeah. The one thing I really like that they get to go back to it's Brad Stevens' team. <laughs> yeah. And that was when they were at their best. Well, is that what you think is going to happen now, though? Yeah, I, I don't think Kemba's going to come in there and just take over. And I also don't think Tatum's going to take enough of a step forward to where he could just take over. By take over, you mean leadership-wise? Just be the every night he is their best player. Okay. I don't think... Boston is not going to have the same leading scorer every night. They're not going to have the sa- the best player, the same best player every single night. I think it's a number of these guys could have big games. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I agree with that, but I, I do think that. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, how good do you think they're going to be? I think they're actually going to surprise people with how many games they're going to win. Okay. Um, but I think they're going to bounce in the first or second round. Okay. That's the, still, that's... the real thing for me is I don't know what Hayward is going to look like. Right. And I told you, like, I, I gave you his ceiling, which uh-huh. it's there's a reason it's the ceiling for him. Because uh-huh. there's no, I do not believe he's going to be a six-man contender. But right. if he could be, like, the unquestioned best bench player every night outside of maybe Lou Will and, like, Harrell and maybe a couple other guys. Uh-huh. Dude, they're, they're going to be a really good team. You mean best player that comes off the bench but yeah. not the most productive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And I'm, Who was that this year? Lou Will. Or for yeah. Boston. No, I'm just saying uh, in general, in the whole league. Yeah, I mean, Lou Will's the... Hold on, let me think of a sleeper that had a good bench year. Mm. Nothing comes to mind, honestly. Okay. Now, I was, I was just wondering. I'm not trying to make a point or anything. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was wondering... Um. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him being the clear best player that comes Randall, off. Randall, of by yeah. the way, Julius. Oh yeah, was yeah. another guy who was just killing it off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you think he is going to come off the bench? Is that what you think? Hayward. Yeah. Yeah. You think he should? Yeah. Okay. It, personally, no, because I think I don't really like Brown's game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Brown be good coming off the bench is the other problem. Yeah, I don't think he will. Right. I think Brown will be more trash coming off the bench than Hayward will be, if that makes sense. Okay. I got you on that. 
Yeah, because Brown, he doesn't do enough. That's for sure. Yeah. And he's just so in. Like, one day he'll shoot well. The other, the next day he'll dunk on Greek Freak. The next day he'll fucking score zero points. And take <laughs> ten shots to score zero points. Yeah. Like, dude, he can't do that anymore. Right. He's, I agree. He's going into, what, his fourth year? Uh, is it? No, this is his third, third? Year, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It just to me, he just he has to start being more consistent. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I. But then, see what you're saying about Hayward is why I think it's crazy that they didn't do whatever they could to keep Rozier because I think Rozier he easily could have been six man of the year if he if they used him that way, but. I don't think he's much. I don't think Lou Williams is much better than Rozier. Honestly, I think he just uh, Lou Will. Right. I, I don't want to compare Lou Will because he's different animal. He's different, yeah. Um, but I'm saying, as far as if you put Rozier on the Clippers, I think Rozier would be a six man of the year candidate because that's it would be the right situation for him. Everything I saw from Rozier showed me that he needs big minutes to play well. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's hard for me to believe, his skill set wise, I agree with you, but he hasn't shown, you know, the ability to just come off the bench and kill like he did as a starter. Right, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough for me to believe that he could do that, but skill wise, I agree with you. Yeah. See, um, and that's the thing, that, that was part of Stevenson's problem. That he couldn't figure that out. I mean, with with how much talent and skill he had on the team, it just didn't. You know, there's no reason why they didn't have like a equal opportunity, and that's why on the Clippers it would work for Rozier because Lou Williams is he gets the most minutes every game and comes off the bench. You know, and like you said, yeah. Rozier would need a lot of minutes, and they're not going to do that with Kyrie. Obviously, he's just not smart. With the team that they have. But I don't think it's smart to do that with Kemba. Oh, no, it's not. And it's I, not. I I couldn't really see them playing, you know, together in this at the same time, so. Mm, yeah. No, yeah, I get it. I agree. I get that. Um. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I am ex- I'm I excited think... for Boston, though. Yeah, I think they're going to be fun to watch. I think they fixed... Like, their problems looked massive because it was just the playoffs and, and it was so... It was such a disaster in that Bucks series. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think they did what they needed to do to fix those problems and they're... They're getting back to what they were in that playoff run without Kyrie. Right. I, I with just a really good starting point guard. Mm-hmm. I like Rozier, but I mean Kemba's a different animal in my opinion. Kemba's a perennial all star in my opinion. Right. And yeah. Yeah, we're th- yeah, I agree. And Kemba also doesn't force it. Like even no, he even with how trash Charlotte was, I don't think mm-hmm. did he ever take more than twenty five shots? No, I don't think so. Dude, if I was Charlotte's best player, I'd be chucking the ball 35 times minimum. 
not unless he was, you know, like really on fire. Like right. I remember the the Memphis game where he gave him like forty and like a half or whatever it was. Right. But like, yeah, yeah he he doesn't force it, and I think that just that's why he's he he was gonna be such a good fit in Boston. Right. I agree. I wouldn't be shocked if they were the number one seed next year. Hmm. Yeah, well, what do you think about losing Horford and and just getting cancer? How do you feel about that? That's the part I think is the most... Not that it's like a really, really, really bad, because I think cancer is very good. You know, I think cancer is a... He's a good good starter, not a great one, but I think he's a good starter. I think he plays really good defense. But, um... I mean... For what Horford did for them? Yeah, I, I, I know... I get what you're saying... But what I like about it is that now they play through Kemba, Tatum, Brown. Uh, like, they actually play through those guys. Okay, yeah. And I, I think, I see what you're saying. to me, hypothetically, that sounds better than we're going to give the ball to Horford and he's going to be the playmaker. Right, and, and that's... Horford was good for Kyrie... Because um, Kyrie really isn't a good playmaker. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, if you watched any of their games, you would know that Kyrie can make plays for himself. That doesn't mean he can make plays for everybody else. Um, And Kimba is a really good playmaker. So he doesn't need Horford necessarily, you know. Um, But... I don't know, man. I think Horford might. I think the more they play, I think the more they'll miss Horford. That's fair. I, honestly, I wouldn't be like I said. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the number one seed, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they struggled to make the playoffs. Right. So they're they could go either way. I could see it going either yeah. way. Okay. Um. I know you don't want to talk about the Wizards, and I don't want wait, to talk wait, about Wait, wait, before, we got to talk about it, we will, uh, let's get through all the other teams. <laughs> We're going to save them for last? Yeah, uh, real, we can cover the Rockets real quick, they re-signed uh, all their, like, bench guys for minimum deals, Yeah, which to me is a good thing to do, because they're, you know, their fucking cap room is nothing, right. and they really couldn't do anything to anyway. Yeah, they really didn't have a choice. Right. So I, when I first saw them re-sign Rivers, I'm like, man, fuck, that's fucking trash. Yeah. But when you really have no other options, you know, you're not going to not have a backup point guard. And Rivers is a backup point guard. It's kind of wild that Daniel House gets, like, the best deal out of all the bench guys. Yeah, they gave him the money, but they didn't want to fucking play him. Right. But anyway, whatever. Um... Real quick though, since we were talking about Rozier and the Celtics, how do you feel about Rozier on the Hornets? <laughs> I mean, he gets what he wants. He gets to be the, he gets not star, but he gets to kind of run the show. The Hornets are super trash. Uh, I'd be shocked if they won twenty games next year. Twenty? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Explain yeah, okay. besides Kemba Walker. Point point to me, what else helped them win games? Well, they lost Lamb too. So right, he was their other good player last year. 
And they lost Kaminsky. Not that he matters. I don't care. That's fine. But I'm just saying they lost three starters. Dude, unless Batum somehow finds the fountain of youth, (laughs) which, I mean, I'd put money, that's not going to happen. You know how you just said that if you were the best player on the um, Hornets, you'd be jacking? Yeah. (laughs) Rozier is jacking this year. I need it. I I need him to fight for that most improved. Oh, he's definitely winning most. That's improved. one thing he really could go for and win. I would bet any amount of money that he's winning most improved for sure. Definitely. If he Dude, doesn't, they're gonna be so trash. <laughs> well, they might not be the worst team in the East, but they'll be bad. Who's gonna be worse than them? The Magic. Oh, I'm sorry. I know who's gonna be worse. Our, both our teams might be worse. I think yours, yours isn't done, but my team is going to be the worst. I honestly think the Wizards are going to be the worst seed next year. They still have an all-star. They still have two. Yeah, no, Charlotte will be worse. You're right. They won't be. They'll be better than the Knicks, though. Charlotte? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, I'll say this. We still have a chance to get somebody else. Charlotte has zero chance of getting any more free agents than they have. Yeah. Like, any good ones. Yeah. Like, I know Knicks are still thinking about offering Boogie, like, money to come there. At least we can get Boogie. Hornets, they're hopeless. What they have right now is pretty much the best you're going to get, I think. They have no one that can help I don't want to. I don't want to forget how garbage Orlando's offseason has been. Besides besides giving Vucevic a lot of money, which I don't hate that. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it for Vucevic because I wish he had gone to a different team. Mm-hmm. I don't even want it to be a better team. I wish he had just gone to a different team. Um, but I honestly, I don't know how they made the playoffs this past year. And how the Magic did? Yeah, and they signed Carter Williams. Why? Uh, they signed Aminu? Dude, yeah. I really I don't understand what these fucking teams see in Aminu. I don't even Is it remember. the 6'9 size? Is that what it is? I know they don't see all the air balls that I see. <laughs> he, dude, he must be lights out in shoot-arounds and fucking practices and shit. There are some guys who are fire... You know, people who've played basketball know that there's one dude who's, like, vicious in practice. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Yes. Um, if that's him, I mean, dude, he's been in the league for almost a decade. And has done nothing. I would assume somebody would be like, well, yeah, he looks really good, but, you know, it's been 10 years and he hasn't really played well. Right. Uh, Terrence Ross is, I mean, I don't know. It's it's he was good for It's them. kind of a lateral move. I get it. Yeah. They had to keep him, though, I think. They really didn't have... How good he played for them? Yeah. What other option did they have? They're just Losing so... Losing him was like... They're so you know. garbage to me because, like, they won't be the worst team, but they're also, like, still awful. Mm-hmm. Like, their ceiling is possibly making the playoffs if they repeat what they did this past year. They're in that like uh, the the purgatory that Atlanta was for a number of years. Yeah, like that's what they're in, but they're worse than Atlanta was. 
Yeah. Atlanta was like a fake contender. Right. Uh, like Orlando is just, they're not quite bad enough to be, you know, with the Wizards, the, the, the Hornets, and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't put them with any of the top teams ever. Right. I agree. Yeah. What are the teams that we got to talk about? Uh, um, the Dunder picked up. They had not good, but they didn't have a bad off season. I agree. Picking up Mike Muscala, keeping Nerlens, um, uh, picking up Alec Burks is kind of underrated. Alec Burks could be a big factor for them. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's decent. That's a decent start them i don't know what else they could have done i didn't either. yeah i didn't need them to make too many moves yeah so i'm okay yeah. uh dallas made a uh, a bit of moves what they do well they gave perzingis a huge deal no brainer um they also signed they brought seth back interesting why uh, who the fuck is maxi kleber <laughs> He played for them last year. He played okay. Yeah. And and but I don't know why they gave him so much money. Personally, I like this move cuz I fuck with JJ Barea. Oh yeah, yes. He, he just has to come back. But I I I wouldn't sign a guy, a 36-year-old 5'8 guy who's coming off a torn Achilles. <laughs> where else would he go? <laughs> I know, I'm just saying I wouldn't sign him. I'm not saying I don't know where else he could go. I know, I know yeah, I know. Shit, but... I'd take him in DC. If we if we take it all the if we take it all the short players, shit. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, yeah, I, they're pretty much saying the same too. They signed Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't know what they see in him. To me, he sucks. I agree. Uh, but twelve mil, you know, four million a year is not. It doesn't break the bank. But this is you know this is the Mavericks. They've kept the same team pretty much. Like, they usually keep their same roster for a long time. Yeah. Like, how long did they have Devin Harris? Too long. <laughs> he played, Devin Harris and Jason Terry played there for, like, 10 straight years together. And, like, they're starting five. Who They had, like, Harris, um, Terry, Marion, Dirk, and, like, whoever the center was. Uh, Eric Dampier at one oh. point. They had, like, the same roster starting five for, like, six straight years like that. Remember? Yeah. So that's what they do. They keep those guys. Which I like as a player. And I mentioned it earlier. Like, there is something to to be said for fighting through with the players that you have. Yeah. Uh, And Dallas is probably one of the few examples that has shown. Well, Toronto is another one that sticking with your guys could work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, shout out to the Mavericks, man. Uh, Keeping your yeah. squad. Pelicans made some random moves. I don't really care. I don't really Pelicans, have much to say. I don't know what they're doing. I hope they're not like building their team around Zion before he ever yeah. touches the basketball court. That would be wild. Yeah, Favors. Man. Who is Nicolo Melli? No idea. JJ Reddick. Okay. 
What about um, the Spurs getting Damari Carroll? You like that? Yeah, I think if I think anybody nice. could get, if anybody could bring Damari back to what he was for Atlanta, yeah, it's the Spurs. I agree. And I also like their Rudy Gay signing. Yeah, he was good for them. Yeah. Really good. Uh, and I, I completely agree with Damari Carroll. Because like, people go play for San Antonio and become like great shooters <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. Like Danny Green wasn't that good of a shooter in college. And then all of a sudden, he's knocked down on the Spurs. Um. I don't know when DeRozan is going to start shooting, yeah. but yeah, I like that. I like both of those. I like the Suns uh, getting Rubio. Man, the Suns. <laughs> I can't like anything the Suns do, man, because I don't know what it's going to do. I think the Suns are getting to a point where their starting five could actually be respectable next year. Wow. What is this starting five? Rubio, Booker, Kaminsky. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> is TJ Warren still there? No. He left, right? They traded him, I think. Who did they trade him to? Lakers signed Jared Dudley. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even want to talk about it. Lakers are so oh, trash yeah. for signing Jared Dudley and Troy Daniels. That's wild. Like, dude. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, so the Pacers. Warren's on the Pacers. Yes. The Pacers got somebody else. Yes. Replacing Bogdanovich. Yeah. Let's well, go. And Thaddeus. He could right. Play he four. could play the four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so Ubre will take that three spot. Ubre is good, yeah. And then yeah. I guess Kaminsky at the four. <laughs> and right. Eaton. They still need a power forward, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then Aiden. Yes. Who I like. The Suns are really, really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shocked if anyone loses more games than them. I think Rubio will clean up what they are. You make them not look as bad, you mean? Yes. Okay. I think Rubio I is a that. solid vet. He's a guy who's going to seek to get all these young, I don't know if they're scrubs yet, but seek to get them involved, yeah. which is what you want. If you're going to build a team around draft picks and young players, you need a guy who's going to get them the ball. Yeah, I so, agree. So, to me, Rubio made sense. They're not going to look a mess again. Right. Like, last year, it just looked like, you know, it looked like a blind team. Too many, too many times. It's just Booker and like a bunch of fucking two K created players out there. And Booker was playing the one most of the time, right? And again, was, he's not a one, right? Which was its own mess, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. What about the Bulls? Um. Yeah, I was not confused, but I. I I don't know what to think about their moves. Daddy's young. Okay. I get it. Sadaransky, nice pickup. Um, I don't know who Adam Mokaka is. I don't... I mean, Archie Diakono, who cares? Luke Cornett, 
Who cares? Um, and they got one other pickup, I believe. Didn't they? I don't think so. Oh, that's it? But they're a team who... We talked about them, you know, they have the right core. They yeah. just can't afford to have what happened last year. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I like that they didn't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they paid a little much for Thaddeus Young, but for what he lacks as a player, he makes up for in leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and Sadoransky's a guy who's going to come in there. He's not going to, you know... I don't know. I, I know they they expect Chris Dunn to be their next guy. Oh, but they they picked up um the kid from Carolina. Um, right, right, right. White, Kobe White. Right, but so they have some guards who can come in there because Chris Dunn was hurt so often. Yeah, man. Chris Dunn has he got. I don't know what's up with the Bulls point guards. Yeah. And Sadoransky's big, so. You could play around with your lineups a little bit. Yeah, Sadoransky and um, Levine in there is a pretty big yeah backcourt. Yeah, I like that. Uh, do we need to talk about the Timberwolves? I don't think so. No. Noah Vonley? Nah. <laughs> Dude. Who, whoever, whoever recommended or looked at Noah Vonley's game... And said, "Yeah, we need to sign him." Should not have a job. <laughs> I agree, dude. What about Noah Vonley earned a one-year deal? Nothing. I agree, dude. Every time I watch him, I'm like, he's too slow. He can't shoot. He's not really even that athletic. He doesn't rebound. Can't defend. I mean, what else is there for him to do? He's another one of those guys that gets like one random vicious dunk. Like every four games, and like one random vicious block. That's every that's four generous. Games. Four games. I was gonna say like a month. Okay, that's fair. He needs a month to get a good highlight in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm cool with that. Now, there's nothing to say about them. What about um the Pistons picking up D Rose? Anything? I mean, if they're smart, hopefully he takes Reggie's job. Right, I agree. If he's last year's D Rose, I think it's a great pickup. Yeah, but losing Ellington and Glenn—well, not Glenn Robinson, really—he didn't do anything for them. But losing Ellington, I think, was big because I don't know who plays the two for them now. Right, Bruce Brown. They're gonna. What's his name? Langston Galloway. Whew. They need more. <laughs> a lot more. I feel bad because they haven't got shit, and Blake is gonna come back with the same bums. Yeah, and then, I feel bad for Blake. Yeah. Shout out to Blake. Um, what about the Grizzlies? Anything? No. I uh, I think it's a mistake to sign Valanciunas. Really? Yeah. I get Keep why. Keep him at the center. I, whoa, whoa! I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would be at the I center? I was getting to. I understand why they signed him. Oh, okay. But. I don't I don't like his his game. Okay. So I I'd rather they find I mean it would be vicious if they managed to scoop Vucevic. Is he still free? No, no, no. He signed with Orlando, but I'm just oh, saying okay. like if they did That would have yeah, been a yeah. vicious pickup for them. It would have. I agree. Uh, cuz they need a threat at the front court, man. If Morant's out there with 
fucking bums like Noah and whoever else comes in there. Hopefully, Jaron Jackson gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just Valanciunas ain't it, man. Yeah, I, I do think they need more threats. For I'm sure. happy they didn't break the bank for him like they did for Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it just not a fan. I agree. I'm with you. Um, what else is there? Did we get to every team but the Knicks and the Wizards? Uh, Nuggets, the Nuggets signed Murray to a huge deal, and they also uh, picked up the, what's it called? For for Millsap, what do they do? The option, yeah. the team option, yeah. Uh, which again, I get, but they're break they're breaking the bank for the basically the same team they just had, mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back next year. And they're um, and Lyles, they picked up his option too. Yeah, but I don't know if that's a, even like if that's a good or bad move because. Uh, if are they gonna play him? Right. But Porter Jr. is their key. Like, what is he yeah. when he starts playing? Exactly. Because he so can I, change what they are. That also might be why they didn't make any huge moves because they don't. They just don't know right. what he's gonna do. Um, but they know they made it far without him. So if he helps at all, they should be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I would have liked to see them make. One shakeup, if it was trading Millsap randomly, I think that would have been cool, you know, just something different. But I get it, I get it. Um, keep what you know. Let's get to the Lakers, man. The big, the big two. Um, two and a half. How do you feel about them not really doing anything? I think it's a very bad move. They got Dudley, 2.6. Um, other than that, oh, Troy Daniels, trash. Um, other than that, they haven't done anything. They lost Bullock. They... It's okay. I'm, I'm okay with them losing Bullock. I, I'll take Troy Daniels, Bullock trade, basically. Right. Um, I feel like they lost someone else. Maybe not. But... Um, you so you think it's a bad move they're not picking up anybody? They're waiting for this max person. Yeah, man, because Kawhi, you know, I mean, people are saying he's gonna pick LA, which, I mean, I don't know if that happens. I'll react to that. Mm-hmm. But dude, the this idea that you're just gonna wait for and and count on the decision of a top tier free agent. That is in that statement right there is why the Knicks are as trash as they are. You're right. And I just I thought the Lakers would be better than that. I mean, I would have been okay if they signed one guy and a cheaper guy who maybe I mean there's the rumor that Igadala might go there. Igadala's not the player I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, but I would have liked for them to sign one or two guys, you know, for cheap to at least even out the roster a little bit. Right. I mean, at this point, Caruso really might come in there as a starter next year, <laughs> which would be shocking. But I've been I've been begging for it for 
seven, eight months now. No, yeah, I got you. So yeah. I'm ready for it, but I, I don't know if the rest of the league is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if the league is ready. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but I, I, I do want to see him play, man. I'm not even. I'm not kidding about that. No, I get it. I, I agree. I want to see him play too. I want to see. I want to see more minutes from him, but I don't know if this is the right team. I want to see it on, you know, because um, I, I get what they're trying to do, but I can't tell if it's this year or next year or like what really is the plan. Because like I can't tell if they're win now, because their other signings don't make any win now sense. <laughs> Yeah, Jared Dudley is crazy. <laughs> right. Troy Daniels is not a win-now guy. You know, I think they could easily have just kept LeBron, Kuzma, and Anthony Davis and got other pieces to be win-now. Yeah. But going all in for Kawhi, who's just a maybe, it's tough. And, and dude, Kawhi, if there's anybody who, like, you really have no clue what he's going to do, it's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, because he he's selfish. Right. <laughs> he cares about literally no one but himself. So, you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't care about the team. So, you do have to just, you got to just do what you do, man. Kawhi, you coming or not? All right, you don't know? Okay, well, I got to do, you know, we got to do something else. And Toronto hasn't made any any moves, right? Not one? They signed some, like, no-name guy. Wow. Matt something, I want to say. Oh, Matt Thomas. Yeah, who? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I looked at that and I'm like, who is this? He wasn't there before. I, I thought that was random. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm curious to see what the Lakers do. I don't know if Kawhi... Do you think if Kawhi goes there, it's instant? It's instant ring? Yeah. You do? Yeah. All right. Dude, they if they don't come out with one of the greatest defensive lineups ever put on the court. Their defensive lineup won't be better than uh Toronto's. With Kawhi. Okay. I mean, I I I got to see what they do cuz I'm I'm completely lost with what their plan is. <laughs> yeah. But uh to me picking up Kawhi it just it, I, yeah, man, they have to be an uh, instant contender and just uh, a lock to win. I don't, I don't think so. But let me let's look at it this way. For me, when has LeBron ever played with another small forward? Never, especially a good one. Never. He's always the only small forward on the court. Yeah. Or D Wade is, you know. D-Wade plays everything. LeBron plays everything. That's cool. But I don't know what, like, I don't know what Kawhi does with LeBron. Or I feel like having all three of them, you're not getting all of any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, you got all of Wade and LeBron. All of LeBron. All of Wade and, like, three quarters of Bosh. And Bosch was just underrated in how well he was able to manipulate his game to fit those guys. But I don't see Anthony Davis manipulating his game to fit Kawhi and LeBron. I Kawhi, I don't know what 
I don't know what Kawhi's game really is sometimes. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I know I've, I'm already coined as the Kawhi hater. But I, I don't know what... I guess Kawhi hasn't played long enough as like the only guy for me to say I know what Kawhi will do. And, you know, in, in a, on the court, he's not predictable to me. I, I think Kawhi will limit LeBron a lot. I do too. Because Kawhi needs the ball for a long time. But the, here's the thing. I think LeBron being limited can be an incredible thing. It can be? It can be. I doubt it will. Uh-huh. I, this is I'm reaching for this, but uh-huh. dude, can you imagine LeBron not have the pressure of scoring every point, getting every assist, and getting every rebound? But that's when LeBron is his best. But LeBron can get back to playing defense. He'll still be a playmaker. Dude, he could finally get back to playing off ball. I well, I agree with that. We've talked about that as far as the point guards go. I so I I agree. Him being off ball is where he's his best, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Him passing is great, but not all game. Wise, not for forty eight minutes. Right, right. But the thing is, if. He's not getting the ball if he plays off ball with Kawhi. That's that's where the dynamic is is weird to me. How many people did Kawhi have to pass to on the Raptors? Zero. And now he has two guys who have to get the ball sometimes. Davis is not going to just be JaVale McGee. Like, we talked about that already, which I do think he will end up having to be for them. But that's not who he is. You, I mean, he's worthless if he's just JaVale McGee. Why would you let JaVale McGee go and get Davis yeah. then? I just, I can't. Kawhi, please, don't do it. Do not go to the fucking Lakers and team up with LeBron. I don't think they're instant championship. I think people will be shocked at how many games they lose. I think they'll have a decent season, but I think they'll get blown out sometimes. <laughs> Like really bad, like the Cavs did. Remember when? Um, well, the first, like the last time LeBron was on the Cavs, when it was Isaiah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, like they were getting wrecked sometimes. Yeah. Like I think the Thunder beat them by like forty one game. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mello was cooking. That I think that'll happen on this Lakers. Probably team last time Mello ever cooked. <laughs> last time he will ever cook. They'll get mellow if they get Kawhi. That would be, yeah. Uh, just, I just, please, Kawhi, don't do it. Go to the fucking Clippers if you want to be in L.A. so bad. They'll give Melo $100 uh, a game. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see. To me, they're the two best players in the league. LeBron and Kawhi? Yeah, and uh-huh. just, like, come on, man. I mean, so what? It's fucking whack. I, that's what. I think it'll. I think some games they'll play amazing, but I think when they play like really good teams, they're gonna get housed. Like it's gonna be crazy how early Kawhi and LeBron are done for the night. That's my. That's my prediction if they get Kawhi. But you know, I am. I'm actually a hater of all three of those guys, so it doesn't really matter. I think Kuzma- the crazy thing is all the super teams. I pretty much hate everybody on the team. And I didn't I normally don't like saying I hate players, 
But Durant, I really do hate Durant. Oh, Durant and Kyrie are some of the easiest players to hate I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's their fault. It's not just us being like, ah, like we're fucking haters and ass. Like, no, they've they've done things that have made it easier to hate them. Davis has achieved that this year. Right. And Kawhi's selfishness is sickening to me. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. You just won the championship. Name another all-star who would leave their championship team. when they're, If they stayed, there'd be pretty much locks to win it again. All right, all right. Let's, let's move on because I don't want to assume that Kawhi is just a lock for the Lakers. No, no, no. I'm saying the fact that he's considering leaving the Raptors is selfish to me. I don't think anyone else would con- even consider leaving their championship team. It would yeah, be like, but it's so different now, man. As soon as it was midnight, I would have signed back with the Raptors. You're, you're thinking of like, you're thinking of what the league was, and I wish it was like that. No, I I agree. I I know it's different now, but that's that's the problem. It's all about these guys having choices now, yeah. which is a problem. I agree. It is. I hate that, like, it was just, like, quick sidebar. Um, with Jordan, it was his his first half of his career and then his last three-peat. Eh, whatever. The Wizards thing, whatever. That was bullshit. <laughs> with Kobe, it was, it was eight Kobe and it was 24 Kobe. Now, with these fucking guys, it's, it's... Uh, Cleveland LeBron for the first time, Miami LeBron, Cleveland LeBron for the second time, LA LeBron, with fucking, with KD, it was Thunder KD, then it's fucking Warriors KD, now it's fucking Brooklyn KD. So what are you saying? It's just whack to me. It's whack that these guys move franchises, like, dude, Cleveland is your home. To me, I don't care if you still haven't won a championship. Right. Like, have the decency to be like, look, I'm the fucking best player. I am the next coming of Michael Jordan. I have a mm-hmm. tattoo that says I'm the chosen one. Right. I'm, I was on the fucking ESPN's magazine at like 16 years old. Right. And I have to move because the team can't put the pieces around me. That should never be an excuse for the top 10 NBA players. Name name the top five players of all times, just off the top of your head. MJ, uh, Kobe, LeBron, Hakeem. Uh-huh. Fuck. I mean, shit. And let's go Magic. Okay. I mean, you said Jordan and the Wizards. That really didn't matter. LeBron's the only person who's changed teams twice. And other than Jordan, he's the only person who's changed teams at all. <laughs> and you could throw Bird in there, never changed teams. Bill Russell, never changed teams. And like, you know, he's the only one that'll be maybe in the top 10 who's changed teams a bunch of times. And if people believe Durant is there, okay, he's the second one. Both of them have played in the 2000s. So, like, it is crazy, man. It it definitely, I don't know why it doesn't affect their legacy to people, but it does to me, definitely. 
It, it all started in 2010, man. Ever since the decision, it's just all these fucking bums think like, and they're not bums, they're great NBA players, whatever. And all these fucking assholes think like, dude, fuck what the fans want, fuck loyalty, I want to do what's best for me, regardless of winning, regardless of money, regardless of the league, I just want to make the decision that where I want to be. Right. Like, dude, Kobe... Dude, I know Kobe wanted out of L.A. on numerous occasions. Of course. Of course he did. But he stuck with it, man. Whether it was the Lakers keeping him or if he agreed to stay, I'm not going to get into that. But Kobe stuck it out, dude. Kobe, from 2005 to 2008, he stuck it out. Like, none, none of these other fucking guys would do that now. No. If LeBron went three years without a like a contending team, oh it'd <laughs> be oh we're top heavy. Oh we need fucking help. Oh we need to fucking go after free agents. Oh I'm gonna be an active recruiter of these fucking free agents. Like dude, fuck you. <laughs> LeBron couldn't do that for half a season. <laughs> you saw him do that already with Boston. I mean with the Boston <sighs> deal. Anyway, I'm I'm getting on a fucking rant. I I got another team to fucking rant about before we go to ba- uh, music. Wait, wait, real quick. LeBron, when they had <laughs> when the season started out with D Rose, LeBron. Oh, Wade, oh no, dude! I know that whole team was gone. Yeah, yeah. Halfway, it was a whole other team. And this that's the problem with um your. Your best player has overshadowed your franchise. Yeah. And to some extent, Michael probably did that with Chicago. But -hmm. it was a different time where you just kind of, you separate Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. Especially, you know, some of that is the fact that they were still successful when he retired. Mm Mm-hmm. But you still, like, there's Jordan and there's the Bulls. Like, the Bulls are a legitimate franchise without Michael Jordan. Yeah. Is Cleveland, is, are the Cavs a legitimate franchise? I'm sorry, Mark Price, I don't care. No. Just, I can't name a player who ever played for the Cavs before, uh, like, in my lifetime, before LeBron. I mean, I know, like, the Mark Price Craig team. Craig Elo. But between them and LeBron's teams, I can't name who was on the team before LeBron got drafted. Other than Z, <laughs> Ilgaskas. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I just hate... I understand the idea that these guys deserve to choose, but mm-hmm. it's gotten so out of hand so fast. Of course it has. Yeah. And it's it's like infuriating that these trash teams have given up becoming good teams, and they've said... Let's just rely on the idea that this great player uh, is going to join us. Right. When there's five other teams that he's going to consider. But we believe... Anyway. No, you, you, you got it. Keep Let going. me just transition to the Knicks here. Cause, and <laughs> and you, can, you can, you know, say something about the Wizards if you want. Because I get it. They're trash, too. And very, to me, the Wizards are trash in, in different ways. Yeah, uh, it is a different way. But 
the New York Knicks, man, where to start? Let me start with some positives before I tear them. To sure, shit. yeah, I'll, I have some too. Um, I do think that, and um, someone on ESPN made this point. I do think that the pieces that the Knicks are getting are to make the team a good, like, (laughs) how am I, what's the right word to say? Um, They're balanced in their garbage. Like, they're not all, not every player is bad like they were two weeks ago. Now it's like, okay, we got Ellington. He's not good. He's not great, but he's not bad. We got Randall. He's good. We got Portis. He's good. Alfred Payton. He's not good, but he's not terrible. Um, so I feel like they're like making this balanced team that doesn't suck all around, but it's like they're making pieces to have a place to put a big puzzle piece, which might not ever happen. So don't get me wrong. It doesn't make sense, but it's better than nothing, which they could be doing. So I will. that's my one positive for them. Go ahead with your positive. My one positive is I like Randall. I think I do think Randall could develop into a – he's not going to be the top tier of NBA players, but I, I, he, I believe he could get into that second tier. Like Zach Randolph ceiling? Yeah. But but he's a Randall's an athlete. No, but I'm saying like you think he like his how good he is in the league. You think he'll be better than Zach Randolph was at his peak in the league? Damn, Zach was pretty good. But I, maybe like Blake. Okay. Griffin, maybe that that could be his peak. And and so I don't think multiple all stars. Yeah. It, okay. But to be fair, I don't think he's gonna impact the game in as many ways as Blake does. Right. Uh, but just from a scoring standpoint, he's got the whole package. I, yeah, I got And then, yeah. you know, I criticized him heavy years ago. Especially, mm-hmm. dude, I criticized him coming out of the draft. Yeah. Um, and, and I was definitely wrong on that. It sucks that he got his first year taken away with one game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Played half a game and got hurt, right. missed the whole season. Yeah, that's tough. Was, yeah, he didn't get the rookie treatment, but I, I get it. Um, I agree. I, I think Randall and this could is be potential. Really good. I don't. I'm not saying he's guaranteed to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're gonna whiff on all the huge name free agents, yeah, I I like the Randall pick. Right. I I think that they're trying to get to the point where they say, okay, we got Dennis Smith, Ellington. Um, I don't know who plays the three. But we got Randall, we got Portis, and they say, okay, well, now we just, they're taking, like, the small pieces out of the way first. Like, where the Lakers are trying to get big pieces, and then we'll just work with whatever money we have to get other people. I feel like the Knicks are working the opposite way, where we're getting the small pieces, and then we're going to try to get a big piece and put it in with these small pieces, which is good. I like that. It's better than waiting forever and missing out on someone like Randall someone like Portis, who are both really productive players. That's cool. Now, to the problem with the waiting game. I mean, okay. 
This whole year was about getting Zion, obviously, right? The tank for relying Zion, on crazy. chance. Just want to point out, right? We saw to how win that the lottery worked. to win the lottery. It's called lottery for a year. reason. Exactly. They lost it. Cool. R.J. Barrett. That's I guess that's who would be the three with Smith, Ellington, R.J. Barrett, Portis, and Randall. Okay. Um, got R.J. Barrett. Not bad, but not number one or two, who I believe will be the only big impact players this year. But, okay. Now, they plan on getting Kyrie and Durant. Two max spots. They trade away the unicorn himself for nothing, Dennis Smith Jr. And DeAndre, whose contract was up and they, um, whose contract was running out, and they said, we're just not going to play him this year because we want Mitchell Robinson to succeed. Cool. Mitch Robinson was third in the league in blocks. Oh, no, he might have been first in the league in blocks. I think he was first. Good, nice. Shout out Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, nice. Um, cool. Not a cra- not a terrible move, but losing DeAndre and not getting any really good center back sucks. Got it. Um, Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan are best friends. You don't play DeAndre Jordan and you don't get him back you're probably not going to get his best friend who wants to play with him this year. So, that's gone. Um, If you're not getting Durant, then you're not getting Kyrie. So, that was the chain reaction there. Um, Man, I don't know where the Knicks want to be. But I, I just don't feel any effort of trying to be, like, really, really good. I don't feel the effort. I see teams who are really bad that I clearly see effort. Like, I see effort in the Kings. That's why I said I like what the Kings did this offseason. Because I see effort. They're trying. The Knicks are not trying. They're not trying anything. They're waiting. Brooklyn They're... has tried for the last four or five years. Right. Not every they move tried. they made was good, but they tried. Yeah, they tried. Um, even I mean, even the Bulls are trying. Um uh, the Knicks are not trying. Even the Wizards were trying at one point. <laughs> at one point, he says. Yeah, the Knicks, I don't see any try. I, I think that they're relying on the on the city. Like, people really like New York. New York is whack, man. I, you know, I've been there so many times to see my family. I hate going to New York. I, listen, my family's listening. I love you guys. But, dude... Living in New York is not like this beautiful fantasy like all the NBA players used to. It's not like that anymore. It costs too much to live there, especially when you're like a player who only makes $5 million. It costs $2 million to live in the city, just about. So that sucks. You can't rely on your city to bring people, you know? Miami, Miami does that because you play in the wintertime. So who wants to play in, in New York like the third coldest city in the league in the wintertime? So we see them trying to do that. It doesn't work. Um, they think, okay, Durant moves his, uh, his production agency to New York. Oh, yeah, we got him. We're getting him. We're getting Zion. They come out with all, these, all this propaganda of all the players already in the jerseys. It's just a hot mess. It's embarrassing, uh, New York. It's completely embarrassing. We get a coach who's like been fired twice already. 
And I mean, he's not, he has no head coaching experience and say, oh, he used to coach LeBron. We might get LeBron. No, that's not how it works. It's not that simple at all. It's like they think that everything is really simple. Like they play it like it's uh, my GM mode on 2K. Like, oh, yeah, give me the hometown discount. Like, no, no. Man. New York is a joke, man. It's, it's a, an it's a absolute complete... fucking joke. It's a it joke. is an absolute. The Knicks are an absolute joke. Honestly, if we never talk about them again, I would not fucking miss them. And and Randall could be great. Whatever. There, there's the word culture <laughs> is is very important to sustaining success. And, oh, and we sure. talk about whether it's coaching, whether it's player pickups, whether it's getting rid of players, whether it's just right. not staying still, whether it's actually making moves. The, the right. Knicks are so bad in every, every facet of the business aspect of the NBA. So bad. And, and I agree with everything you said, and everything you said just explains why they're so bad. They're so late with every trend. They're so late with every great player that needs to be recruited. They're so late with finding great talent in the draft. They're late with finding talent in free agency. And when they're not late, they're fucking wrong. Yep. And it's just it's just such a fucking mess there. And, and this is why I... Every time I feel bad about what the Wizards are doing, and I feel very bad about where they went from last year to this year because it's awful, but my God, the amount of stupidity, and, and you pointed out every example, and I'm sitting there and I'm processing like, damn, there's been, and this is just in the last several years. Mm -hmm. In the last several years, we could go five years back, ten years back, uh, just up until like after 99 it has been an absolute fucking joke and what's crazy is it doesn't look like it's gonna change right cause Dolan is not selling the team and there's just incompetence all around uh, you never you're never gonna get the the top tier guys when your only fucking selling point is the allure of a city that that really is overrated, like you said. Yeah. It just shocks me. It shocks me that there's nobody behind the scenes willing to shake things up. Right. Like, there's such a comfort level with being awful. And it's the fan base. The fan base has gotten to this point where it's like the Knicks are an ongoing joke. The Knicks, there's there was all this like, um, there was all this hype around the draft lottery, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm realizing, dude, the, they're so desperate that they're relying on gambling to be successful. Like there's, you're already starting off behind. Yeah, and it just it just, dude, there's so many. Like, I don't understand any of the... Dr Dude, they've... I don't think they've ever made a good draft pick after, like, 10. So they, they're they awful at scouting talent. 
yeah. Barrett Carson might be Giz good. Is the only draft, good draft pick I can remember them. And making. Barrett might be good, but he honestly he fell to them. He did. Like yeah. it's an obvious fucking pick. Like there was nobody else. There wasn't a Perzingis to take. There wasn't some random fucking plot twist that they could have yeah, done, like require, trading the pick or some shit. It didn't require any thought to get Barrett. Yes. It is just yeah. to me, man. There, what's what pisses me off and why I'm so angry is that it's not like they've been trash, but they're moving in the right direction because they're not. And these random fucking signings of these decent to garbage to even pretty good role players and and Randall, it just shows me that there's no plan, there's no direction for where the team is going. They're just re- they're gonna rely on summer after summer after summer, and they're gonna miss and miss and miss, and we're gonna continue to laugh at them. Right. It, it just like, and what's cr- what's even worse is that they might even fluke or they might finesse people by having a good year off the random, whether it's this year or the next year. They're gonna randomly make the playoffs, kind of like Orlando did. And people are going to look because that's what they do with the Knicks. They overhype them and they they fall in love with the allure of what potentially could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to... This this disgusting cycle of, of desperation and stupidity and a lack of, uh, like you said, just care. There's no... It doesn't feel like there's care to be good. You know what the other problem is? For them, they um, they have a like a handshake oriented like good old boy system where we're gonna rely on everyone's relationships to get everybody. Oh, DeAndre and Katie are best friends. We got DeAndre. Come on, Katie. No, it's not that easy. Oh, Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson. Oh, we might get Kobe. We might get Durant. We might get all these people just because we have Phil Jackson. No. Just because... I don't even remember his name now. The Miami coach. Who's the coach of them right now? Uh, Spolstra? No, no, no. No, Fizdale? Fizdale. His name isn't even worth remembering to me. And just because we have Fizdale, oh, we're going to get LeBron? No. Absolutely not. Like, they do that with everything. They get a player thinking they're going to get his friend. They get a coach thinking they're going to get someone he's coached before they get a gm thinking or a president thinking he's going to get everyone that who likes him no dude it is such backwards thinking it is like there's it's it's like it's archaic it's so stupid it is It, it just shocks me it's like it's like new york doesn't age like there's still this weird uh like you said people just just automatically make the claim that New York is incredible in every way. And the Knicks are stuck in that. They're stuck in that, like, Spike Lee standing at the fucking front front row. (laughs) Like, dude, you gotta come to New York. Like, dude, we got Spike Lee. We got these other movie stars. Like, dude, get the... Who the fuck cares? Nobody cares. You don't sign well. You don't draft well. You don't hire coaching staff well. And everything behind the scenes is is awful. It is. So, as a free agent, looking at the fucking Knicks, there is nothing. There is nothing unless I'm from New York 
And Kemba is from New York. I don't even think he considered going to the fucking Knicks. <laughs> no, uh, it just it just infuriates me that there's we nobody wanted Kemba bad too. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted him so bad. It just infuriates me, man, that they're it's just such wrong. And there's people in high positions on the New York Knicks that really should not be there. They need a complete fucking sweep. Get everybody out of there. Everybody who's responsible for any of the decisions being made has to go. And because that's not going to happen, or it'll only happen to a limited extent, Mm -hmm. you're never going to fix the problem. Right. And I will be sitting on this fucking podcast laughing at them, whether they win 10 games, whether they win 50 games, whether they get the number one pick or whether they miss the number one pick or they sign the next big free agent. They're going right. to continue to be a joke. Right. And there's, like, I, honestly, we should, we really have no reason to ever talk about them again. I agree. Of course we will because, you know, they're still an NBA team and they're interesting uh, to at least joke about. But Somebody might give them 60 in the garden. Right, yeah. and the garden is even losing its allure. Like, <laughs> there's no allure when the franchise has been such a fucking disaster. Right, there's no. I don't give a shit about the garden because you go to the garden to watch the fucking Knicks. <laughs> right. Yeah, the garden is nothing if the Knicks are nothing. <laughs> and they've been <laughs> they've been so awful for so long. It's just. I completely agree with everything you said, man. It's just this allure of New York doesn't really exist. And the Knicks are stuck believing that it is, almost. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's Go on your Wizards rant. You got it. Take Honestly, my rant was about anyway. the Knicks, man. I, I mean, the Wizards are... <sighs> I lost all my energy with these fucking Knicks. You have to have something to say about the Wizards, man. Um, we saved it. <laughs> They're point guard additions. I'll start. Uh, I, I said something positive about Knicks. So, I like re-signing or signing uh, Thomas Bryant. You didn't pay him that much, and I think he's a quality guy. He's young. He's developing. You have a center for a number of years, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um. But the Wizards are, they frustrate me for a very different reason than the Knicks do, because it seems like for every good decision they make, there's two incompetent decisions that get made. (laughs) Okay. Whereas with New York, it's just incompetence from start to finish. The Wizards showed me from 2013 to 2018 that they're attempting to move in a direction in making the team competitive. Uh, Same thing in the mid-2000s towards the late 2000s. They made moves to be an exciting team. They made moves to be a competitive team. But every time your first choice or the direction you take the franchise is not always going to work. 
and I feel like great organizations like the Warriors, like Boston, uh, Miami, uh, who, you know, there's others, Toronto is, is getting to that point. Um, great organizations understand that if things don't work out the way we're planning, we have to be able to pivot, we have to be able to shift, we have to have an alternative. There's got to be something else that could be done to salvage the situation. Mm-hmm. And where the Wizards are in the same company as the fucking Knicks is there's never a backup plan. There's never another way to go. It's mm-hmm. this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. Well, oh shit, our star player just tore his Achilles in the fucking kitchen. Well, maybe we should rebuild. Maybe we should fucking, maybe we should get rid of Beal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just keep Beal. Uh, maybe we should just go after some decent pieces in free agency and, and hope to, you know, Wall comes back. So, oh, here's a good player. Ish Smith. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, hold on. Ish Smith is such a good pickup. We need a fucking clone of him. Let's get Isaiah Thomas. And I know I'm disrespecting Isaiah Thomas because he was great and he's not a clone of Ish Smith. He was way better. It just... You're not breaking the bank, which is nice, but you're not doing anything. You're Mm -hmm. comfortable being garbage. And as a fan... That infuriates me. I understand if you go for moves and you miss or you go for things and they don't work out. I get it. Guys get hurt. You saw with the Warriors. You see it every fucking year. Every year, some teams start. It happened with Indiana and Oladipo. Every year, a team's best player or a team's crucial player gets hurt. You, you have to be able to adjust you can't just make a plan and go that one direction for for five years, and when that plan doesn't work out, you're stuck in, in a situation where it's going to take you ten years to get out of. Mm-hmm. And it just pisses me off that, again, similar to the Knicks, it's, it's almost like there's people behind the scenes in key positions that are trusted to make smart decisions that don't do that. Yeah. And it just hurts me as a fan. It hurts because I tried watching as many games as I could this year. And and it just it hurt. The Wizards were such a such a fucking embarrassment. Not because they lost a bunch of games, because the Knicks do that every year. Charlotte does that almost every year. Phoenix has done that for the last decade. You know, a lot of teams lose. Mm-hmm. It's it's how you got embarrassed by teams. It's how you come into a Phoenix game where you should win and nobody can keep their man in front of them. And right. and there's just and and I kind of defended uh, our coach on this, and you told me all year long that he has to go. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand. Scott Brooks stays, but we we're chasing after bums in free agency. Right. Again, you're not fixing the core of the problem. 
there needs to be a culture shift. And while it doesn't start as high up as it does with New York, you have to be able to see where the problem is. And the Wizards, whoever was on the fucking court last year, Scott Brooks had no fucking control of them. None. There was right. there was games where the Wizards were giving up 140 points. Yeah. And it didn't look as bad because we're scoring 135. But because we have the talent to score 135, but if we're not playing any defense or if the next night we score 70 points, you have to look at who's or- orchestrating the situation. Right. And everything Scott Brooks has done for the last year and a half is what coaches do to get fired. <laughs> Yet he has not gotten fired. Yeah, I agree. I said, you know, I said that a couple times this year I thought it was over. But he kept hanging on. Ah, man. I I agree with everything you said about the um Wizards, man. Everything. I don't know. I think you covered everything too. I don't know what else to say about him really. It's Let's insane. go to music. <laughs> Should have talked about the Knicks and Wizards first, because now I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> right. Um, wait, real, one quick thing about the um, Wizards. I do hope that whatever moves they make, whatever further moves they make, I should say, that they um, that they find roles. That's all. Because that was my biggest problem with them this year and I do think it's Scott Brooks because he's like one of the worst role choosers ever the fact that he had an MV you know two-time MVP candidate on the bench and then he had another starting point guard on the bench you know I'm not gonna get too deep into that but I do hope that they find a way to have roles for their guys for the new team that they construct um Scott Brooks is not a leader if there's no, one thing I've noticed from watching him coach us for three years, he does not lead. Yeah. And people leave with, like, they leave his teams with no remorse. Like, <laughs> like some coaches, even though a player may not, like, want to stay in that city, but they'll stay with that coach because they respect him and they like playing for him. I don't get that with Brooks. People just, like, up and leave like, like they never even liked Brooks. Like, it's so easy to leave. Like, I think most players had a hard time leaving Phil Jackson, you know? Yeah. They have a hard time leaving Doc Rivers. But Scott Brooks? Oh, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? And I don't know if that's respect or um, prestige or if they just don't like him. I don't know. It's a lot of things, but they need to figure it out. But, yeah, I'll, I'll play your gym unless anything else to say about the NBA? Uh. No, hopefully next uh, next time we talk basketball, we'll know where Kawhi is going and Cousins and some of these other guys. Yeah, real quick since we've been talking, um, Nets get Wilson Chandler. Who cares? Or good pick? Yeah, just because he's let me down for the last like two years. <laughs> I've been praising right. his pickup by whoever has picked him up, and he's just <laughs> done nothing. <laughs> Yeah, he did nothing for the 76ers, that's for sure. So, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and sleep on this one. I do think he may help Durant. Um, well, 
I don't know how many years his deal is. Oh, just one year. If but if he's there when Durant's there, he may be able to play D where Durant can you know doesn't have to play D that thing. But other than that, this year, no big deal. I also said um, I asked about the Jazz having a backup point guard. They just signed Moutier to a one-year deal, decent backup for them. Average 15 points, four assists last year. Average 15 points a game. Yeah. Wow. Remember one game he went like really crazy. Well, a couple games, like there was like a week where he was on fire. I don't remember like this past year. Yeah. Oh, dude, I wouldn't notice this. The Knicks. You're right. <laughs> There's no reason to pay it, dude. Their their guard battles were such a joke this past year. Like it was. It was from December, uh, 14th to the 21st. Well, the 12th to the 21st, he has 16, 34, 18, 32, 11, 32. Like he alternated. <laughs> 11, he alternated 30. good games. <laughs> oh man, that stretch alone helped him uh, take take Frank's job forever. Right. And that contract yeah, but... that he just got, Frank won't get because he couldn't fucking play. Right. So yeah, the Jazz picked him up. Good back. Uh, good backup for Conley, I think. Um, I think that's all that's happened since we've been talking. All right. I'll play your gym. You want to introduce it? Uh, No, just a cool song. You probably heard it on the radio or Pandora. It's, it was pretty popular a while back. Okay. I heard you told your friends that I'm just not your type. If that's how you really feel, then why'd you call last night? You say all I ever do is just control your life. But how you gonna lie like that? How you gonna lie like that? Yeah, I heard you said I ain't the type for you. I don't regret it though, I learned from it. They should have you locked up for all the time you stole from us. Whoa, took you out when I had no money. Only person that you ever cared about was you, that's why it's so funny. You want somebody that'll keep you warm at night and tell me why you acting cold to me. You ain't the only one to blame, the one the one that made you rich when I bought every life you sold to me. Yeah, I heard you threw away the pictures. But you still got the memories of us, so I guess that don't really make a difference. Flipping through them in your head, got you texting me all hours of the night. Yeah, you told me that you needed distance. What's the deal with you? You say you want a man that keeps it real, and why you mad when I get real with you? You want someone to pay the bills for you, went from failing you, now I feel for you. Like you told your friends that I'm just not your type. If that's how you really feel, then why'd you call last night? You say all I ever do is just control your life But how you gonna lie like that? How you gonna lie like that? Look, let me guess you wanna stay friends Telling people that's how we been Telling everybody yeah, that we was barely speaking oh, That's kinda funny, why'd you call me every day then? It's immaturity, you going off the deep end You just want somebody you can chill and get some drinks with Cool, then don't hit me on a weekend Telling me you miss the way we talked and now I listen Yeah, why you playing with my mind, huh? Why you playing with my time, huh? Tell me we should let it go and put it all behind us That's what I did, now you asking me what I done I was, waiting for this day I saw it coming I think you just 
like attention trying to tell me all your problems I got issues on my own I ain't got time for all this drama you told me that you don't really want to talk and why you calling huh? I heard you told your friends that I'm just not your type if that's how you really feel then why'd you call last night you say all I ever do is just control your life but how you gonna lie like that how you gonna lie like that how you gonna lie? How you gonna lie like that? Baby, how you gonna lie? How you gonna lie like that? How you gonna lie? Baby, how you gonna lie like that? No, no. How you gonna lie like that? Yeah, man. Um, lot of music as well. Yeah, it is. Where do you want to start? We gotta talk about Brown. Chris. Chris. Breezy. <laughs> He's back. He is back, man. Indigo, all thirty-two songs of it. Um. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know. Where do you want to start? All right. I, yeah. You know what? A matter of fact, I'll start since you mentioned how long the uh, album was. <laughs> yeah, since you're the length god. <laughs> the length I, I got, I, Yeah, dude. And, and I got to say, it's not just that it's 32 songs. This uh-huh. shit somehow felt longer than 32 songs. Because there were long songs, some of them. Yes. Because he had like a double song thing. Too many times. Yeah. It was two hours and 20 minutes or something. Yeah, it, it was... This album, uh, It you had to really get into it. And I, I did. I got through it twice on top mm-hmm. of listening to some of the, the songs I liked a couple extra times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's... I don't... We're gonna... I'm gonna review it without addressing... Or at least not to address, you know, I'm not going to address it too often how long it was. All right. So you're getting that out the way. I got yes. you. All right. Um, I think I enjoyed this album. Mm-hmm. But I do think there were some small flaws throughout it. Okay. What were they? And, and a lot of my flaws come from... Some of the songs, like individually, were were strange. Were just strangely put together, where it was <laughs> some of the double songs uh, yeah. were were transitioning very like weirdly to me. I agree. Um, I thought this album kind of has a a weird shift in tone. 
uh, right at the uh, Tory Lanes track, <laughs> uh-huh. where it gets a little more, a little more immature, a little more like, a little more like childish almost. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag, but overall, I enjoyed it. I don't know. What do, What do you have to say? Um. I, I really enjoyed it too I liked it a lot And I agree with everything you said I also feel like I don't know how to say this like the right way I mean I know how I want to say it But I don't know if this is Exactly what I'm trying to say But it felt safe to me It felt like he knew He knows what he's really good at And that's really all he gave not all of it, but for but like 20 A lot of it, yes. 30, 32 is like he gave us the same, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to give it to you exactly how I always do. That's kind of how it felt, which is fine, right? Every artist should stick to what they're really good at to an extent. But Chris is not every artist. You know, I thought he'd give me, like he doesn't rap on here at all. Like well, like two songs out of 32 from what Chris has been doing he's been rapping a lot and on features and everything else I thought he'd rap more which is fine he doesn't have to I'm, I'm happy he didn't rap that much and matter of fact yeah, no. his uh, his verse on uh, Nita Stack was pretty trash oh it was for sure and I, I can tell when people write his raps but I'm just saying it didn't feel very versatile for how versatile I feel like he is that, that's what I'm trying to say I guess um, so it felt safe, like he just knew exactly what he could do, so he just did it and gave us like 20 songs just like that. Um, but with that being said, man, I did enjoy it. I like a lot of the songs, and not many of the songs are like turn-offable. They may not be ones that I want to replay, but if they're on, they're not like, man, I don't want to hear this, you know? I don't have too many of those. I, I have a couple, have but not a lot. Just two? Yeah. Okay. Which ones? Uh, Wobble Up and, and Need a Stack to me. And, and Need a Stack... <laughs> the featured ones. Need a Stack isn't, you know, atrocious, but it's it's way too fucking long. And repetitive. And so repetitive. And, and The hook can't be like a minute long by uh, itself. There's... You... Okay, so... Just just to run it down, um, it comes on and, and Joyner comes on. And I listened to this album. I downloaded it on my iPod. Uh, the features weren't listed. So I had mm-hmm. a nice surprise to all the features, of the, especially the oh, songs okay. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. Um, and Joyner comes in and I'm like, this is, I want, this is what I like. Like, this is yeah. what I want to hear from Joyner. Yeah. Yeah, like it comes in nice. He, his verse starts is good. Yeah. I walked up in that bitch with five tens, twenty yeah. fifty hundreds on me. I don't usually uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just giving it yeah. some background so people know what you're and talking about. And then the about. hook comes in, and I'm like, okay, this hook's kind of whack, but Lil Wayne's on here, right? And Lil Wayne, you know, sounds dated, sounds generic, sounds boring. Mm-hmm. And then the hook comes on again, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, so I'm assuming it's another hook, which I don't need to hear. Right. And Chris Brown's gonna rap, and he does. 
And his shit sucked. Mm-hmm. Understandable. He's not a good rapper. He right, raps. That's not his game. Keep in mind, that's two two uh, verses that are bad. And and that's my opinion. If you like the verses, it's okay. I know some people that enjoy the Lil Wayne verse. Whatever. Uh, two mm-hmm. bad verses. You're already at your third repetitive hook. Uh-huh. I get it. A hook usually comes on two to three times. Then you go into uh, an R&B part, which is a complete... It sounds better than anything besides Joyner's verse, but it doesn't fit the song at all. And uh-huh. at that point, I had to look at my fucking iPod, and I realized there's still a minute left in this song after everything I just summarized. There's another minute. And he had the audacity to to give us this R&B part, which was good. Yes. And then he does the fucking hook again <laughs> right the r part is fire and wobble up to me is a trash song i know it was a single i know it's i agree it's easy to like twerk to and dance to but it's a garbage ass song it sucks, and there were yeah, so many songs on here that i'm like dude he should have put Nicki minaj on these actual r&b songs i agree and Nicki minaj if she took it fucking seriously they could have made a super fire track together. I also And it was agree. such a missed opportunity because once I listened to the album the second time through, I'm like, dude, Wobble mm-hmm. Up has no business being on this album. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. Wobble Up is I... such a fucking outlaw. Nita Stack is cool and it's like a shift. Yeah. And I get it. It's a little it's way too long, but whatever. I understand mm-hmm. attempting to do it plus Joiner, Lil Wayne, you know, you can't just make a five-minute R&B song. I get it. Right. But Wobble yeah. Up is just... This album would be so much better with just that one song removed. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Wobble Up is trash. Especially because... by far the worst song on the I, album I enjoyed the first half of this project a little bit more than the second. Uh-huh. Well, significantly more than the second, to be honest. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's tough for... The halfway mark is where? Lurking? For you, halfway mark for me. Mm, troubled waters. Well, no, I like okay. take a risk too. So yeah, I guess lurking. Okay. But there's like I'm not. I don't want to say that there's not songs that I like in the second half because there is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I just the, I, the the thing is, it could have something to do with how long this album was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it just to me there was. A little bit more variety, a little bit more R&B flavor in the first half. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, man. It just The second half just felt so one-tone. It was almost... Okay. Al- almost all of the songs are very similar. Uh, they kind of just blend in together and not in a good way. Right. Uh, with a few outlier songs that are good but for the most part that's just how i took it right and yeah i see that criticism and i agree like i said i think he found this specific formula and he's like just milking it with like the you know i'm using a little bit of old school yeah. like an old school sample Super a sample everybody knows all the samples he used were like famous songs like he used grinding um 
he used uh, uh, How's It Going Down by DMX in one of the songs. You know, he um, and then early 2K, he started throwing out all those all those random, you know, lyrics from songs, which was cool. I could see that was the theme. But I think it was like too much of a theme on here. And, the, you know, some of the songs, like you said, sounded so similar. Um, it's always something about cheating. It's always something about... I guess to me, at the end of the day, it was just too... Dude, you can't make classic R and B. You can't make thirty a thirty-two track album, and there's not a quotable line to be found. Right, it's not. That's that's not a good look. Yeah, it's no it's too cookie cutter yes. R and B, and he's more than just an R and B artist yes. to me. And it just felt so R and B esque. But don't get again, like you said, don't get me wrong. I really like the album, and I have I have a good seven eight songs that I like a lot um that will probably play for the rest of the year but it's not it is the length man it's just too it many has songs. to be the length I think because I listened to it the second time and I really enjoyed the first like 20 songs and, and I just like I don't know man I just don't feel the same about these last 12 right I, I think I can pick 15 that if it was just these fifteen made on it albums, it would be yeah, it'd be flawless. It would be a great album. I mean, it won't be one of his best, but it'll still be a great album. But with thirty two, it is tough, man. It's tough, and I get I get why he does a lot of the songs. It's for the records. It's for the sales. We know, Chris. You know, we see what the artists are doing. Yeah, him and him and Drake dominate that shit. Yeah. So, so what songs did you like? Um, I like Indigo. I like the first yep. song. Um, all I want with Tiger is cool. Uh, I'm going. I'm not gonna say the ones like I heard. I heard Back to Love already, so I didn't play that one again because I'd heard it before. Um, I wanted to like Heat. I wanted to, but I didn't like it that much. Um, Temporary Lover was cool. Come Together was cool. <sighs> Clearly No Guidance was good. Uh, it's hard for me to say which ones I really liked. I like Throw It Back a lot. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll I'll talk about all the songs I liked and then we'll like rank a couple. Or at least like okay. give a maybe... I could give a top five. Alright, go ahead. Uh, I liked Indigo. Uh, mm-hmm. Come together was really good, and mm-hmm. and there was not enough of what like the kind of song come together was. There was not yeah. nearly enough of that in this album. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I would have liked Temporary Lover if Lil John wasn't on it. Same. Uh, I actually I like really though. like Emerald slash Burgundy. Mm-hmm. It was one of the few times where it was almost like three songs put in one, yeah. but it actually worked. Uh, it's the only time it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, I actually <laughs> like Heat. Gunna uh, did not need to be on it, but I liked Heat. He I didn't agree. make it better or worse. If he wasn't on it, I think I would have liked it more. Um, I really liked Girl of My Dreams. And I enjoyed that too. Listening to it a second, and this is kind of nitpicky, 
Um, but I wish Trey Songs was on Girl of My Dreams instead of Sexy. Now I didn't. The features were just really bad on here. <laughs> to, to sum it disappointing. up, disappointing. Now I don't want to say bad, but because Drake did his thing, Be- oh, Bieber yeah, of sounded good. Of course, uh, her like, sounded but, really good. Her did. Her was the only feature that I wasn't expecting. Well, I like her, so I thought she would be good, but. With Chris, I wasn't sure about, and she was good, but the rest of them, I could have done without pretty much all. Juvenile of them, and Juicy J are cool. I didn't expect them to like, like the beat kind of switched up for them to hop on it. Yeah, I was like, this is a good beat for them to hop on. It was, uh, yeah. So I really like that, but especially Juvenile. Uh, where am I? I like Girl of My Dreams. Uh, Don't check on me. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juice. Take a risk. Uh, undecided. Uh, I actually liked No Judgment. I didn't really like BP, uh, yeah. but I liked the second half. I didn't like BP. Uh, I like Track Twenty Five side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like the Trey Songs track, sexy. Uh-huh. Uh And part of the plan i like both of the last two but part of the plan a little was kind of grew on me a little bit more the second time Mm -hmm. uh so yeah there was a good amount of tracks that i enjoyed yeah enough to have a good album right give me your top three not five let's go top three uh my top three is i'm not gonna include no guidance yeah yeah i'm not either okay yeah um indigo Throw it back inside, nigga. Good pick. Those are my, Is that those like are my in order? Or just your just top three? No. Just my top three, not in order. Okay. Um, Come Together was my favorite by far. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Emerald Burgundy was, was probably second. Ooh, this third spot is tough. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm gonna say "Girl of My Dreams" was third for me. I like "Girl of My Dreams" a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, some of these I just think I don't know why. Like I don't know why "Cheetah" made it to the album. I don't know why "Natural Disaster" slash "Aura." Um, "Troubled Waters." Eh. All on me. Like some of these I just don't know why are on the yeah, album. I, I actually really like "Sorry Enough" too. I like Sorry Enough, that too. That's good. the one with grinding in it, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. That, that was yeah. a sleeper. Yeah, That was kind yeah. of a sleeper like of the album. It was, yeah. Especially listening to it a second time, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I think it honestly could have been better just without any features at all. But the features that we did mention, like Biebs, Her, and Drake were necessary. Tiger was cool. You gotta have Chris, a Chris and Tyga song on there. Didn't have to be that song. Yeah, I wanted better. I wanted it to be better. I wanted more rapping Tyga. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, the album is cool, man. It's not amazing. Yeah. It's definitely not. Trash. I would recommend listening to it if you're a fan of music. It doesn't have to be R and B. There, there's, there's stuff to like here, man. I think everybody will find a, a good amount of tracks to enjoy. Yeah, 
I, I liked I liked Red too the second time, second and third time I heard it. I liked it better than the first time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, that's that's another one I liked. I just, <sighs> it's a lot of songs, man. Someone's gonna find anyone will find a song they like on here. Yeah. At least four, probably. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to see him in uh September. So hopefully he doesn't perform wobble up. <laughs> you know he will. Ugh, I really hate that <laughs> song. Yeah. So annoying. It is. Anyway. It is. Alright, it's a cool album, man. Hey, but people I'm people I'm around might get turned for it, so that'll be cool. Yeah, you know? that's true. I'm sure there'll be a lot of girls there. That's true. Yeah, so it might be fun to watch, but I'm I may not enjoy the song. But I may enjoy the party that happens with the true. song. All right, cool. Off Chris Brown. What's next? Uh, sticking with R and B. Let's talk about Caesar. Okay, you listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. You you talk about it first because I'm sure my experience is different. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it was different? Well, this is my first time listening to a project by him. Oh, you didn't listen to the first project. No. Okay. No, you go first then. I want to hear. Um. So I had heard some like select songs, you know, here and there from him. Like uh, best part and get you like those two hits. Um, I don't know. I think I heard get you, mm-hmm. and I, I have a friend who, um, who played who played him in the car at one point. I remember, and I kind of liked what I heard. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna check it out. It looks cool. Whatever. It's yeah. ten tracks. Thank uh-huh. God. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and and I really enjoy the first four tracks. Uh, I loved how kind of laid back. How the production takes a back seat to him. Yeah, uh, he's very poetic with his music. Yeah, his, he's a really good lyricist. Uh, yeah, it's just I I really enjoyed the first four tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the, this album really isn't for me. Um, this this R and B was just too slow for my liking, and and I enjoyed like the first four tracks. Uh, too deep to turn back, I liked. Uh, and open up, I liked too. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know, man. Like, after I listened to it twice, I was like, you know, I enjoy... This is nice to listen to, but there's no substance for me to go back to. There's no replay value. Uh, There's just no entertainment. And I get that that's kind of what he is. It's kind of more poetic, much slower. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it just got boring. It got boring (laughs) very fast. And I, I, mm-hmm. I gave it a couple days and came back to it, and it just, I didn't really have any other thoughts. I was like, yeah, this is still kind of boring. <laughs> What's funny is, that's the exact same <laughs> feeling I have about it. It's literally no difference. I like the exact same songs you like. I like them for the exact same reasons. Um, and that's it. <laughs> Next album. Yeah, uh, Pharrell was a nice touch. I mean, I liked Pharrell. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, I, 
My favorite on there was too deep to turn back because it was really, really deep. Um, I really did like frontal lobe music. I like the things he did with his voice on some of the songs. Yeah. Um, Love Again is is really, really, really nice. Um, I don't know why Brandy is doing a lot of features lately. That's cool. I'm down with it. Um, yeah, man, I like how it started, but yeah. he is that he's one of those guys. It's really not as good as the first album, and you know when you get a chance, you should go back to the first album. Okay. Because it's, I won't say it sounds like a different person, but as far as replay value, it's very, very different. Um. But yeah, man, it's I'm I probably won't play it. A lot. It, it probably won't even. I probably won't even play the songs that come up and shuffle, because it definitely is a mood changer. You know, his music could take you from a good mood to like a really sad mood. Yeah. <laughs> sad or like I don't want to do anything kind of mood. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like that feeling. So. Um. Yeah, it's really not the kind of R and B I like either. So. But it's a, it is a good album for those who don't know him at all. It's pretty cool, but I would definitely recommend the first album more. Uh, Freudian, I guess, is the second album, but whatever. So, what was the third one that we uh, Freddie, right? E- yeah, Freddie. Yeah. Listen to Freddie. Madlib, Freddie, and yeah, yeah. Madlib. I did. Uh, yeah. I want to hear what you, what you have to say about this one first. I don't have a lot to say. Um, I'm not a huge Freddie Gibbs fan, but I, I like him. I do like him. I like his swagger. Uh, I like I like that he's kind of cocky. And um, for the most part, I liked the album. It was cool, but it wasn't like... I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. It was cool. I liked listening to it. And I like the features were really good. I think I really liked Pusha T and Killer Mike. Features were stole the show. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Um, Anderson was nice on Giannis, uh, and then Most Def and Black Thought were, you know, that's a different kind of song, but it was it was good. I thought it was good. It's not something, you know, you're not requesting it at a party. Yeah, but in the flow of the album, I liked it a lot. Um, it. I like how it didn't feel. Well, I like it and I don't like it. It didn't feel very professional, in that like. It felt like it wasn't planned. I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. So I liked that kind of raw feeling, like Freddie was really just in there, just rapping. But I also didn't like it because. It it kind of hurt the value for me as an overall album but long story short man I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it what do you think about it uh, I didn't really like the album uh, mm-hmm. now I loved all the featured tracks I loved half main half cocaine uh, mm-hmm. and I also liked uh, practice mm-hmm. those were the five tracks I really enjoyed but the rest of these tracks are boring. Uh, they they tra- 
This album doesn't transition well from song to song. I don't know if that oh, that... that goes to what you were saying, where For it sure. doesn't really feel planned. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, and it just bothered me because listening to it the first time, I'm like, the the songs with features sound way better than you know all the other songs. Yeah, they do uh, because they probably were planned. Right, and and that made me kind of. I came back to it after a day and was just like. My my feelings about it only got more negative, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, man. I just think it, it just it was a mixed bag. There's just not enough good tracks to make it a good album. And they're, and they're yeah, very, I get that. And the good tracks are very spread out, so you have to wait an extended period of time to get to the tracks that are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these filler tracks are very skippable. Yeah, uh, like like Pusha T and Killer Mike's probably had the best track on here for me, and yeah. then Fake Names was was not good at all for me. Fake Names was garbage for me. Uh, and then uh, Gat Damn for me was kind of whack, and then Education was one of the better tracks on here. Right. So I'm like, dude. You got to be able to bring the same energy you bring with features that you do to your individual songs. And, yeah, and, and I feel the same energy way. isn't really a good word for it because, like you said, he did kind of just rap. And and there were yeah. certain like some of the songs I liked moments, like situations. I liked certain parts of it. Uh, Crime pays was kind of cool at first. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just I didn't really enjoy this album as a like a start to finish project. Yeah, I, I probably won't listen to it much after this unless I'm like really in a Freddie Gibbs vibe, yeah. which I'm rarely. I really like this previous shit compared to this. Oh, I liked it way better than yeah. this too. Yeah. Um. Yeah my my favorites my five was definitely the three featured tracks. I liked the massage seats a little bit. Um. Now, I liked massage these a lot, and then uh, I liked crime pays too. That from half man, half cocaine to Is that, palm olive. Oh, I was wondering, like, no, 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 just those four in a row. I like that. I like that stretch. Okay. So then I thought, like, oh, okay, this album might be fire, but then <laughs> then. From Palm Olive, Yo, your, to Giannis, your mic those is kind of cutting like out a little bit. All right, all right, my bad. All right, you're good. Um, fake names, flat tummy T, and situations. I didn't like any of those. So then, um, Giannis was good, and then they, I liked practice a little bit, and then cataracts and got damn, I didn't like at all. So, you know, like you said, it was so many skippables. And in between was hard to find other good songs. So yeah, yeah. Is that it for projects you listen to? because uh, those yeah. were the three original ones that we talked about. Yeah. Oh no, I listened to the mustard. Yes. What did you think? <laughs> uh, man. It's a it's a lot. 
on here it feels like it's 10 songs but it feels like i listen to a lot of songs and i mean that in a good way i don't mean that in a bad way at all um it was fun man yes it was literally the first word i was gonna say (laughs) it was It, it was very unpredictable which i liked um it took me in a lot of different places um now it was hard for me to say what songs I liked because I don't feel like overly strong about any of them. I just really like the album. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're saying is literally what I expect from like a DJ album. Yeah. And that's why I really enjoyed it cuz mm-hmm. it's just it's exactly what you want. It's fun beats, it's good production. Uh and and he does a good job of putting artists together that actually can collaborate. Yeah. And I just yeah man, it's ten tracks. It doesn't feel that long to me. Uh, I could do without the future track. I could do without the Roddy Rich track. But besides that, uh, all these other songs were good to me. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked at how good Nav sounded on uh, Baguettes <laughs> in the Face. <laughs> I liked it the second time I heard it. I hated it the first time, though. That's honestly, fair. I hated the, first the Young Thug and Gunna. When yeah. I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the one I, I don't like." <laughs> uh, yeah. But when I came back to it, I'm like, "Okay, I, I see." You know, Young Thug sounds pretty cool. And the thing is, this really feels like a compilation to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really have like a transition of of energy in them really but i don't mind it um i love surface man yes i love it i love yes and it was so he had another r&b yes i was so different from the rest of it i'm like dude what are you doing you just gonna make one of these Uh, yeah it was that one i mean that is like the standout to me now um overall like i when I finished the second listen, I went right back to surface. Like I need to hear that one more time before I listen to other stuff. But I like that a lot. I liked the Roddy Rich one. Um, I won't play it a lot, but on the album, I liked it. Um, obviously, the Nipsey is, is his own thing. Uh, but yeah, really, the only song I <laughs> Future is not having a good year, man. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Please, future. Just L after L after L. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible, man. Uh, Everything else, though, I, I really yeah, like. Yeah, uh, Surface was by far my favorite, but uh, I really liked On God. I had a lot of fun listening to that. I thought mm-hmm. Ferg does a good job with the hook. And with yeah. the hook the way it is, it, it gives a nice, like, everybody came in kind of hot to it. Yeah, so it made yeah. them sound because you know YG, I've, he's not very good, but with the song the way it was, he could come in there and kill it. YG does pretty good on Mustard's songs. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's good, man. Is it is it the best album you heard this weekend? I mean, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the one I had the most enjoyment with, just because, okay. like you said, it was fun, mm-hmm. and then. I did listen to it like last 
Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I feel kind of bad because I was, you know, Chris Brown's shit was just a lot to listen to. Yeah. And then Caesar, I didn't really enjoy. Uh, Gibbs let me down a little bit. And I came to uh-huh. this one really not having any expectations. And right. I just had fun playing it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, what else? What else did you hear? You said you had some other stuff. Yeah, right? I went back before, like, after our last episode, I ended up listening to Trina, the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not very good. It's <laughs> that's all. Just not very uh, good. It's the the issue I have with it is you don't make you don't. It's unfair to make people wait nine years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then put out this mediocre, repetitive, uh, boring, and, like, lame album out. <laughs> Dude, her lines on here, like, the, the... Oh, God. It was just... It was like a horrible mashup of Nicki Minaj. Like, all the... All the female artists that are hot right now, the fucking, the Nicki Minaj, the Cardi B, the Megan the, the Stallion, Girls. City Girls, all of them, yeah. it's like an awful mashup, and it was boring. What yeah. those artists do, and you know, they have their own flaws, but they make it fun. They're entertaining, right. the energy's high, you know, they talk that shit with, with just conviction, and this, mm-hmm. this like, this tries to be a little more traditional, like hip hop, but it just sounds so boring because you're talking about the same shit everybody else is talking about. Despite the right. fact that you're supposed to be this like, this vet who's coming out of retirement. And yeah, yeah. man, I just, uh, I thought Baps with Nicki Minaj was awful. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. they tried, like, I could see what they're going for, trying to make it relevant. She tries to call out, like, dudes she curved. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, dude, what if a fucking male artist put out, like, all the famous chicks that he fucking, like, smashed and ditched or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, fucked and just never talked to again. Oh, it would be over. Right. I'm like, dude, you're, <laughs> such, a, like, you're such an asshole for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, besides that, like... The the song with Two Chains was kind of cool, uh, and the song with Dave East I really like. Can I live? Uh, yeah. But I can't give you a good album review when you give me one great track. Yeah, uh, Rico Love did not sound good, which kind of let me down. I like Rico Love too. Um, yeah, yeah, man. And some of the features that I didn't know were just kind of just whack. Yeah, I listened to it last week. And the fact that I didn't say anything about it should tell you how I feel about there it. There you go. Yeah. Should have told me to stay away from this shit. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were just going to go over, like, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I really wasn't planning on listening to it. It just kind of was like, oh, I have some time. Let me just check something out. Yeah, it, it seemed forced. It seemed like she, like someone made her make an album. Because yeah. it just was not necessary. It's really bad. You know, I I think I've liked Trina on some songs. I've never liked one of Trina's projects, but you know, 
it was one of those where I could just hear it, hear some of it and be like, okay, nah, this probably isn't for me. And I don't really know who it is for, honestly. People who I think it is for probably wouldn't like it either. So, yeah. Shout out to Trina. <laughs> Moving on. I listened to uh, Lucci. Yeah, Six, YFN. Yeah, 650 Luch. Okay. Gangsta Grills. And, and it's not a good project, but I had fun with a lot of the songs. Uh, uh-huh. Similar to Freddie Gibbs. First of all, 17 is too much. You're, <laughs> if you're not a good rapper, do not put out big albums. It right. only exposes how fucking whack you are. How does... Okay. We'll get into that in a second, though. I have a question about um, that. And it just, to me, like, I really like individual tracks on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, I think, maybe six tracks that I like. Oh, that's a lot, though. Here, I'm looking at it. Hold on. Let me... One, two, three, five. There's five tracks I like. Okay. Um, And some of the filler tracks were, were just just not good. But the thing is, I've listened to him before, and and he's kind of got a the, like a sound that you know because he's it's pretty different from everybody else. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So if you're a fan of his, I think you'll like this. But if you've never listened to him, I wouldn't recommend trying this project. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Some of his stuff earlier was better. Some of his more mainstream stuff. And, and okay. before you go and ask me the thing, dude, DJ Drama has got to shut the fuck up. He was talking dude, all the time? Dude, out of control. Dude, how <laughs> many times, like, how corny is it? Bro, How rap music has been around for how long? How corny is it to come on the last minute of the song and just give shout outs? For the whole minute? Yes! <laughs> how uh, corny man. is it to come on the intro and talk about how fire this album is going to be? Before you even heard yes. it. Yes! That's crazy. Well, I was just like, dude. I, and he just comes like, he, he, he does that DJ Khaled thing, but he's like twice as annoying somehow. Because he says something different every time, but it's not like it, it's it doesn't fit with the song. He just kind of sounds out of place, and I just wish he didn't say anything. <laughs> right, I got you. Yeah. But what was your question? How does one know he's not a good rapper to not give you twenty five songs? Well, if every song is about the same shit, and yeah. if you're really not killing any of the verses. Yeah. Like you're not a good rapper. Right, right, right. And I none of the none of these songs I enjoyed for the rap. I enjoyed cuz mm-hmm. they sounded cool. There wasn't like substance that I'm like, damn, like that's kind of cool. Right. Like even with Trina, like the Can I Live with with Dave East. Like mm-hmm. I really like everything about that song. It's got a nice vibe. The lyrics are cool. Like it's a song that that's interesting. The message of it is under like you can relate to it, but mm-hmm. like there's nothing like that here. I got it's you. just all face yeah. value. If you if you can't find three singles off your album, I don't want 
more than 16 songs. 16? 12? Get the fuck out of here. 12, you've done. That's it. Three singles and only 12 songs? 14. Okay, I'll go with 14. Yeah, that's fair. I'll go with 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need three singles on a 14 track. Or 15 and more. I'll take 14 with two singles, but not three. I mean, not any less than two. And if you have 15 and you don't have three, it's too many. And I have one more project that I listened to. Okay. And I'm going to try not to rant because I almost lost my voice from the Knicks and Wizards earlier. <laughs> uh, we've been, this is our 63rd episode. Yeah. One of my first rants on this podcast, uh-huh. one of my first like major rants. Uh, uh-huh. Do you remember what artist it was about? Huh. It was a rap artist. No. We were reviewing know. one of his projects. Two Chains? No. No? Uh, from last year? It I was don't know. A, It was like in our first, it was maybe our third, second or third episode. Might have been second. I don't know. Just tell me. Who was it? <sighs> It was B.O.B. <laughs> you heard the single? No, dude. He dropped a fucking mixtape. That Oh, really? Dude, it's called Southmatic. Or South... Yeah, Southmatic. I heard the, the single off of it. Which single the, did um, you hear? Hold up. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm just curious. I have to pull it up because it was so bad. I didn't even bother remembering it. <laughs> okay. So, I'm trying to find it. So, now. dude, I don't know what convinced me to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything in my body, everything in my soul told me this was going to be awful. Soul glow. That's what I heard. <laughs> Might be the worst song. <laughs> <laughs> Not only, okay, so I ranted about how awful his last album was and just how awful his career was, like, the trajectory his career was going. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure you remember, you know, I, I said yeah, I was dude. done. Like, dude, I'm not listening to him no more. Yeah. And like I said, everything in my body and my soul told me this album would be awful, and it was somehow worse. Dude, this album, it's 16 of the longest tracks I've ever heard in my fucking life. But it's not just the length, because every album I can come on here and bitch about the length, I do, for the most part. But, dude, this album, every song has the most repetitive, like, every every shitty song you remember from 90s rap, yeah. That's what the production was here. It was a lot of like repetitive like beats, um, and the beats were kind of like stuttering a lot of the time, and doing that thing where it's just kind of like coming going back and forth from a sound. Mm-hmm. And Bob doesn't do it any favors because he doesn't sing. Uh, all the hooks are awful. Uh, there's no features on here except some fucking random guy who I didn't even. I couldn't even, like, hear him. Like, I, I just heard B.O.B. That's all I heard. 
Grandmaster Kaz? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's supposed to be the person who invented rap or whatever. All right, that's great. Whatever. I didn't. Is he alive? <laughs> whatever. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, this shit has some of the fucking worst verses I have ever heard in my fucking life, dude. Uh huh. I just it was it was shocking to me. I'm like, dude, this is a guy who made radio hits. A number of radio hits. And he's on here trying to sound like the worst 90s rapper mixed with the worst modern rapper ever. It's just, dude, the songs are so corny. So fucking corny. There's Why is there an extended version? Exactly. I was getting to it. (laughs) What is the fucking point of making an extended alternative version to the worst song in the project? Yeah. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It's it's like it's stupidly religious soul glow, and and that would be understandable if the rest of the album reflected that. But it doesn't. All he talks about is hoes. All he talks about is money. All he talks about is like partying. I'm like, dude, you're gonna make a fucking like r- kind of r- religious song, and then none of the rest like it, it's awful. And the rest of the album sounds nothing like it. And then you're giving me an extended alternative version at the end. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just... Everything you can hate about music, about rap music, is reflected in this project. Awful production. Awful rapping. Awful hooks. <laughs> awful mixtures of those things. Uh, corn... Just... Like this is, this is the worst project I have ever talked about on this podcast. <laughs> it's worse than the Action Bronson album from last year. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, White Bronco, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. my god, dude! I, cool. I I was so mad at myself for listening to it, and I'm like, I was just. My jaw was dropping at how it just got worse and worse. Like, dude, you sound so corny. You sound so annoying. Like, dude, he doesn't even... What happened to, like... How come no one helps him? Yes! Where's the help? Where's Haley Williams? God! (laughs) Bruno! Dude, he is so alone on here. It's almost like he produces shit himself. Bruno owes him a, a verse. He owes him a hook, at least. Who was Bruno before Nothing On You? Nobody. <laughs> Bruno, help your boy out. He's struggling. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not surprised at all that um, mixtape is garbage. Dude, it's it's worse happened, than man. garbage. Like I, I hope nobody listens to this shit. Th- this is... It is a fucking crime... That he put this out there thinking he has fans that listen to this shit. Somebody, they space jams his powers. <laughs> Dude, like, he, where is his voice? He used to have this awesome voice that he could, like, sing. Dude, he used to be able to play instruments. There's no instruments here. 
Like, where is the talent? It's literally like somebody stole his talent. On um, on iTunes, can you see like plays on songs? Like how many times they've been played? Uh, they've been streamed? I don't think so. I don't know. Well, you can on Spotify. And what's funny, what I like to do is I like to go down the album and look at each play. <laughs> and I can see the plays get less <laughs> and less. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, if people turned it off. Oh, man. <laughs> the last four songs have 7,000 plays, 7,000, 8,000. And then The Elephant has, the first song on the mixtape has 31,000. Wow, 31,000 so people. People started it. Yeah. I mean, B.O.B. is still a name people recognize, I feel like. I do. Yeah, I'm clinging to his past success clearly for way too long. Who's better, B.O.B. or Fetty Wap? Oh, B.O.B., no question. <laughs> Who's going to be remembered more, though? <laughs> I don't know, man. I honestly... I think B.O.B., because his songs were a little, like, reached a wider audience... Yeah, uh, and that might be why people are still going back to him, like as many people as there are. But you don't think more, more than thirty-one thousand people like Bob? Though, I mean, to his he should have more than thirty-one thousand. If listeners. they listen to this, they'll have way less than that. <laughs> My God, yeah. I'm I'm just dude. I listened to it last week, and I like I debated. I was like, dude, I shouldn't even talk about it on the podcast because it's kind of disrespectful to all the other albums we've talked about to mm-hmm. even like give this any time. But I just had to express how let down, how hurt, how betrayed I was for this third time. It's, I should have yeah. learned. It's, it's on me. Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else, man, as far as music goes. Uh, there's some cool singles. Uh, Ellie Golding and Juice World dropped a pretty cool song. Oh, how's it? Uh, Hate Me. Like it's it? good. It's like a radio hit. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounded good. Yeah, both of the chemistry is pretty cool. Like, he comes on, and it's it's nice, man. I, I would recommend listening to it. I might play it as a gem uh, in one of our later episodes. Okay. What else? Any other singles? Uh, I think there was one. Oh, uh, her released a song with uh, YBN Corday. Oh, I heard that. That was yeah. nice too. Smooth. I like smooth. that. Uh, Corday doesn't come on there for too long. It's a good song. <laughs> you always send sneak shots. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I gotta stop that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm with you though. I'm glad you didn't, you went on there too. Long. I mean, once like when I heard the song, I'm like, uh, I don't need like a long verse. Please don't fuck right. this song up with a long verse. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you hear the new Kirk Bang song? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> when did it come out? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, this weekend, I guess. Is it good? No. Oh man, it's not here. Here, here, hold up. It's not trash, but it's not good. 
Kaika That's my fight for real Yeah Shorty we can vibe and chill Yeah Her ass match her thighs That's real Yeah That's my fight for real That's my fight for real Shorty we can vibe and chill It's basically just him saying that the whole song <laughs> Well basically but you know <laughs> Shout out to Kirko, man. It's been a while. No comment? Uh I think didn't we play he was our first throwback. Oh uh, yeah. You so. played uh Drank in My Cup as our first throwback. That's the only song I would play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep. I might come in with a hit next time. No, I do like Kirko. I like the like Falling Kirko. Up EP. Yeah, yeah, was nice. that was good. I liked um, what is it? Procrastination was that his series? I think I liked Procrastination four or three, maybe. We'll be back for our sixty um, fourth episode. Fitting throwback today. Check it, check it, check it out. It's Santana again. Stepping, stepping, stepping now. One of them brand new big boy toys. I do big boy things. I make big boy noise. Cause I know what girls want. I know what they like. Like they want to stay up and party all night. So bring a friend. Let me talk to you. Tell you how it is. I was thinking when I saw that body. Gotta get shorty. Tell her what the young boy gon' do. Damn them chicks with you. Gotta be your kids. They really think with a kick. Make it 
drop, honey. Make it pop, honey. Whip pop, tick tock to the clock for me. Don't stop doing that. And shorty know I mean what I say, so she won't stop doing that. Plus, I heard if you could dance, you could bump. Well, dance time is up. Let's go, let's go. We could get it in. We could get some friends. Do it like the yin yang twin star whispering. Let me fall back. You ain't ready for all that. Have you sleep late, real late? Yeah, taking them long naps. You tell your friends to get with my friends. We could be friends, switch and meet friends. We could do it all night long and till the clock hit morning. You did. If you're mad, oh, 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 oh. if he ain't. 